I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. I'm here to kill chaos. Hey, everybody. Welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, March 10th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, here to talk about video games. And to start the things off uh, things off tonight, I want to talk about Bo's new PC. The All things. Right? We're going to get right to it, in fact. There's nothing else that matters more than this, because Bo, for years, has just said, I'm going to bleed every... I'm going to wring every technical tear out of this computer I have for as I've long as I can. PC since we started doing core. Yeah. It's been a long time. And before well before that, right? You were using the same PC for years yeah, before that. Yeah, since 2008. I have not I've had a first generation i7 quad core that I purchased in 2008. It was a pre-built Dell. It's sitting right over there. 2008. And you know, I've swapped out video cards over the years. I had to put a new PSU in it. Um Yeah, you, but you've been using out, you've been using the same computer since uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion came out on the Xbox 360. That's how long yeah, that's you've been about doing right. this. Those are the hot game. Those all my stuff ran super sweet back then. Like when I bought it, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, kick ass. Well, the good but, news is um, there's only been one mainline Elder Scrolls game since then, so not much has changed. Yeah, I, I like to joke that it was elder abuse at a certain point. Like the computer sold. I'm like, all right, Grandpa, we're going out for a run. Time to stream and play Elden Ring, and you know, 
and launch Chrome and let's listen to some podcasts. And it was like, oh my gosh, I yeah. need to rush now. No, it's very good. It's, it's an exciting time. So we're going to get into that. And uh, yes, some in the chat are screaming, we need specs and prices and all that. We got some information for you. Yeah, so. don't worry. I'm going to say it here. I've been answering a thousand times when I streamed yesterday. So hopefully I'll catch a lot of you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our discussion tonight. We have a lot more other than that as well, of course, but we do want to start with this just because, you know, why not? Let's talk about it. Um, what'd you get? Tell us about this because you all built right. everything from, you know, not from scratch, but you bought all the parts and put it together yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't buy a pre-built. I built it all on my own, bought the separate parts. And let me tell you, I don't need to tell. Actually, I don't need to tell anyone. The hardest part about buying a computer right now is getting a hold of a graphics card because mm. the crypto bros are buying up stuff and prices are like triple MSRP. So really, the reason I was waiting was for the price of the card. Like, am I going to really spend fifteen hundred dollars on a graphics card? Like, mm-hmm. I want an RTA. I want the current gen product. Right. It, right. The lack of availability sucks. Like, I might settle for a two thousand, but why not go? Th- if I'm spending that much, why not go RTX three thousand? I wanted the NVIDIA for Invent because I stream and I just that's just easier. Puts less load on my CPU. Although I don't really think I should be worried about it. And I'll explain in a second. Okay. But it was the graphics card. I was waiting. I was saving up pennies. I was hoping to only spend a grand or two grand. My total spend Canadian was three thousand dollars fifty cents. What is that? Uh, I'll do the conversion while you're talking. I can yeah, go like xc.com or something yeah. to figure out. Um, so my total spend was that, and I would often be able to make two K on parts. Or less, and then be like, I'm spending fifteen hundred on a card. Or if I want to get a lower tier card, they're not available. Like on March third, Best Buy up here in Canada, I think had some cards on for like an hour, and I missed it. Mm. And they have Founders Editions for really close to MSRP. Mm. And anyways, but it, it's hard to get a reasonably priced card. So in the mid range, low tier, thirty fifties do not buy. Apparently, they're total crap unless you're desperate. But the 3060s, 3070s, and their TI versions are where I was aiming. So when, when, you, when you say they're total crap, what is it about those that people... The 3050 was recently launched, like as of a month ago or something. Um, and they're the budget card. They're the lowest tier card. So mm-hmm. their performance is accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like, they might still serve you really well, but they are also going to be overpriced. Because they're also good. Even though they have hash rate limiters, people can get around them. And their charge, their price goes up anyways. Yeah, that's but true. Uh, like it's just maybe not worth it. Be worth to see what happens in the market as Intel's launching their own line of GPUs this year at some point. It's expected. That's true. Um, and then there's expectations around new Radeon and uh, four thousand series Nvidia later this year too. So um, who like that stuff's in play. There's a lot of talk that the because Ethereum is like something's happening with Ethereum. Some crap. I don't follow it, but it could go down because interest is less in it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some factors going on that a lot of speculation. But people say, because I don't know for sure, that that they've been saying that a lot over the years, and that hasn't really been the case. So yeah. who knows? Who knows? Sure. Anyways, what prompted me to go ahead and do the spend is at uh, Memory Express. Uh, it's a Canadian chain. I guess it's like your micro center. It's our mm-hmm. version of it up here. Sure. I went on their site and I was uh, just, I've been price scouring every day for the past three months or so, just looking, just seeing. And I saw a 3060 for $660. It's and pretty I was like, good. That's a reasonable spend. Yeah. It is on the low tier, but 660 can fit in my budget. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm bloated, it's not so bloated. Like $600, I'm not going to cry and be like, I can't believe I spent. <laughs> 
fifteen hundred dollars on a little. Like, I'm like, it's okay. And three left, and the only store that had it was Ottawa. So Tuesday night I, after work, I'm like, shit. I guess I'm buying a computer today. Holy shit. Yeah. So I priced out all the parts, found good analogs for things that I've been looking for, and mm-hmm. went and bought it. Nice. And uh, yeah, that was mainly why I went and bought it because I was like, it's time. This is a good deal. If it's still there when I get there, great. Yeah. And um, let me start first by saying also a large portion, not all of it, but a large portion of this was thanks to people supporting on Patreon Yeah. Um, on this show. Uh, funded, that's my, been my PC kitty fund. Yeah. As well as uh, donations and, and subs on my Twitch stream. And, um, well, donations and, and Twitch stream. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anywhere else, but Is thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like bit, bit people who've donated bits. Oh, know, and your, so. your OnlyFans channel that you run. That that one. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't want to. I didn't really want to bring it up. It's a separate. Oh shoot! I was. I forgot. A, That's worlds colliding, be. Jerry. Yeah. Worlds are colliding. All right. Um, we but, live in uh, a society. Uh, no, that's awesome. So okay, let me ask you this: um, it Was the most expensive component the video card? I assume it was. Uh, actually, at that I price, maybe so. not. I, that's I, not too bad, actually. You know, it. it it's. I'm just taking a double check. It was the most. Yes, it was the most expensive component. Okay, um, that makes sense. The, yeah, but it's not by much. So my spend Canadian for the CP, well, uh, CPU was five hundred seventeen dollars. What was the um, uh, what was the translation to American price? Did you find it? Uh, yeah, it's about twenty twenty four hundred bucks US. So yeah, that's you, not. I mean, that's bad. Reasonable. Yeah, Pre- pretty reasonable. Um, pretty stacked right. too. So uh, people want to know the specs. Uh, here we go. Uh, also for what I got, mm-hmm. so I got a twelfth gen. Uh, 12700 or what 12700k like so i wanted an i9 i wanted to go all out as much as i could but apparently the price to performance difference between i9 and i7 is pretty minimal like yeah. you really only need it for the use case you, you make like, up the ground you make up the ground with the better gpu in that particular yeah. case i think it's a flagship uh, cpu it's not really needed i was like the i7 is working great and a lot of the you know i've been watching a lot of youtube personalities reading a lot of articles and generally speaking uh, this i7, this 12th gen i7 is, um, well, re- like it's actually kind of a hype product from Intel who are, usually people say, go AMD, go AMD, go AMD. They're better. Price to performance is better. Why pay overpay Intel, blah, 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 blah. But the, these new chips have the efficiency cores and P cores. So it's like, it has 12 cores, but four of them P or maybe eight for the me. I don't know. I, I didn't really look into it too, too much. Technically. I'm like, seems faster. Let's do this. Yeah. But, um, there's a lot of excitement around it, so I'm like, cool, I can afford this sweet, sweet processor. Um, I got 64 gigs of RAM. Oh, yeah. Ooh, RAM. Now, yeah. All the and RAM I got one of those need. sweet, like, pro motherboards, AORUS Elite. Uh, AORUS Elite DDR4 ATX LGA 1700. Anyways, it's I went with DDR4 because DDR5 is hella expensive, and there's probably still some time before adoption comes on, and I wanted 64 gigs of RAM, so I wasn't spending $800 on RAM. Yeah, that's. I think you got a good bang for your buck and performance there because that LDR two stuff or whatever it is is yeah. um is really cool, but is the purview right now of very few use cases. Consoles have some some cool RAM tech that PCs may adopt soon, but um, you know, you're fine. What you did the sixty four more than ways or makes up for what you probably would have paid for eight or. 12 even or something yeah and it was you know i don't definitely you definitely don't need that kind of thing it would have been fine with 16 but it's just for music production and if i do a little light video editing as a hobbyist i just want the headroom so 
Yeah. I went with that. Uh, the motherboard's super sweet. <laughs> I just I just really like the motherboard. It's got all kinds of shields on it and and tons of USB ports. Uh, I got a Noctua air cooler. So the other thing about this is that uh, I've never really installed liquid coolers before. And I was like, I don't want to try this time. So I just went with a, a Noctua, um, which are well-regarded as like heavy-duty air coolers. Mm-hmm. It's quiet as shit. I can't hear it. My other... Can you hear a computer right now? No. I used to. No. Remember my jet engine? You hear you hear a little whine, like a whirr. Yeah. I released a video showing uh, it and like it going, and the whir you hear in that is the other computer. <laughs> is the other computer going? Not the one. It's like wow. I should have turned the other one off. Um, I got great. an air. Yeah. So air cooling, and so far it's doing great. I got an NVMe drive that costs three hundred dollars. It's yeah. two terabytes. Those are expensive. But what's hilarious expensive. is that it's a tiny little micro. It's the smallest thing. Like that's what hard disks have come to. It's like, what did I spend three hundred on? It's oh, like a John's RAM chip, like, right? Like a little RAM chip. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's almost offensive how much money you spend for what you get. Like you yeah. order it and you're like, oh man, this is a this is a crazy thing. Look at this monster, this beast that's going to load games in seconds, and then it's just so small. It's like yeah. a little credit card came to you, and you're like, yeah. Mm. For me, it's like, um, it's, I had this with, in fact, there's one right here. I had this with an SD card. I bought it. I bought the higher end Samsung 128 gig SD, but it's not just a normal SD. It's a micro SD. That thing's smaller than my thumbnail. And I can't, I don't like paying for too much money for a thing. That's the size of my damn thumbnail. Yeah. And also the, the wind blows, this is gone or the dog will eat it. (laughs) <laughs> and they do, they have to do giant package, dog. a huge package to even like sell it because it's the size. It's like not even I don't know what is that a one one hundredth of the size of this packaging is the actual chip. So stupid, but amazing at the same time. But anyway, yeah, that's cool. I, but I got that. That was neat. Um, I, I've never installed one of those too, so that was a new experience for me. Um, yeah, the other things I got a thousand watt power supply for EVGA. It was modular, which is nice. I always have stupid non-modular power supplies, and it was nice to be able to only plug in the cables I need. Cable management's awesome. I got a GeForce RT. I talked about it, but it's a gigabyte GeForce RTX 3060, 12 gigabytes revision two. Nice. Uh, That's a good card. A bowl, uh, card. Yeah. And I, my first time ever. I've always had shitty cases. This is the fr- I got a Leon Leon Lee case uh lang cool 2015 i don't think it's their biggest offering or really what the people get hyped about but there is so much room like it was so easy to put parts into the computer without getting my hands cramped and having to do weird gymnastics mm-hmm. it's enthusiast pc cases are great mm-hmm. and i you know how i said like uh i hate this is the one thing I, i'm walking back officially now because i just got to be honest but i was like i hate conspicuous gaming culture and i do i do you know you're not going to see a bunch of frilly stuff behind me mm-hmm. but lights in the computer it doesn't make it compute faster but it's actually it's kind of it's kind of sexy it's pretty cool it's yeah. pretty good uh, yeah. yeah it's pretty good it is pretty good usually programmable right like mine are anyway here we go so here, here 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 it is oh Where look at it no it's glory transparent oh that means you can get in there and clean out dust when you don't like it Yep. Oh, it's like, yeah. It's so good, good, dude. Look at all those cables. Yeah, I got a lot of cables on there, but yeah, that's can't great. Pull, can't I can't believe how little I hear. Look at, look at the size of the fan; it's gigantic. It yeah, it's a big fan. That's why you have to do that or liquid cooled, and liquid cooled is just way more expensive and a giant pain to do. 
So I think you did the right thing. Well, that's why I'm like, because the guy was like, you sure you don't want to go liquid cooling? And I was like, well, I never really installed liquid coolers that much. And yeah. I'm spending three grand. I don't know. Yeah. I have He's one like, of mine, but it was built They've for been me. used for years. They're fine. You just hear about one or two horror stories. And everyone freaks out. And I was like, no, I'll do the air cooler. And then... um and then now I'm like, maybe I'll get a liquid cooler. Maybe I'll try it out. The stuff in my liquid cooler. I want more airflow in my box. The the li- <laughs> the liquid, everybody does. The liquid uh, cooling system in mine is transparent, and the liquid itself looks like the milk in Star Wars A New Hope. You know what I'm talking about? Aunt Veru yeah. brings a cup of the, yeah. like, blue milk. It's like that. It's real weird. I don't, I don't trust it. I feel like if that popped open, I'd just, everyone in the house would just get some kind of space cancer or something. All right, everyone likes the Noctua in chat. Okay, well, maybe I won't switch it out. I like it, too. Oh, yeah, they're they're raving about it in there. Some of them said they make some yeah. of the coolest, uh, I think the term was sick-ass cases ever. They're oh, Lee and Lee does. Yeah, no, that's why I didn't think I was going to spend, like, 500 on a case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't. This was only 130s, but it's still full tower-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was so cheap. I'm like, okay, well, let me get the, why would I spend 500? I'm trying to, trying to meet a budget here. Yeah. Yeah, it's and not yeah, so bad. those are that's uh, that's the A to Z of the specs. And let me tell you, <laughs> it, everything loads so fast the computer almost trips over itself. Like I'll click an app and then I'll like misclick and fifteen apps open. I'm like, whoa, too fast! Slow yeah. down, computer! Holy yeah. shit! Your whole life is better now. And like all this, all this complaining I've been doing about having extra like launchers and stuff. I'm like, I don't even know. Like I start up my computer and all the launchers are there and I don't even notice any performance hitches. And I'm like, Oh, that's all I needed to do is spend $3,000. <laughs> is that all it is? <laughs> just, just throw three grand at a thing. And yep. you know, if, you, if, if, if you're like me and are like, I got too many launchers. Well, the password thing is still an issue. Oh, my God. Having to remember every single password for every single app on my system was a, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. But, um, I'm reset. I reset like, 80% of my passwords because I'm like, what is that one? I don't know. Time to answer some questions and do some captures. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, everything loads super quick. And yeah. so yesterday I was streaming at 1080p, 60 frames. I need to improve the bit rate somewhat, but, and running Doom Eternal full RTX. So here's the thing I'm not doing 4K gaming. Yeah. Uh, I might, I don't have a 4K monitor. I, I'm probably going to spend Spurge for one soon. Um, I, I can play Doom Eternal to like 100 to 200 frames per second, RTX on, DLS on quality. Um, what are you doing in 14, 1440p like or whatever? The 1080, 1080. 1080, wow. I have a 1080 monitor. I can't play on any higher settings. So like I'm shopping for a monitor now. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, at least at 1080p, which I'm streaming at 1080p, so I don't mind. Like it just, It's fine. I get, I get 100. To, and let me tell you, I wasn't getting full enjoyment out of Doom Eternal before. <laughs> I, I felt wonder. like I was literally on crack or something, or speed, or s- some amphetamine style substance playing yesterday. I was like, this game is so good! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just mind-blowing how much better the experience was. Yeah. And I, I played I, it on Xbox, and it looks good on Xbox. It does. Controllers, uh, controllers suck for some things, and it sucks for... You'd rather have a, yeah, you'd rather have a keyboard and mouse for that. But um, I was going to ask you if you've had a chance to... I mean, what what have you thrown at it outside of Doom Eternal to really stretch its legs? Like, if you... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> through Lost Ark at it, it loaded in... 
a few minutes rather than 10 minutes, which was great. <laughs> yeah, it's doesn't and, matter what your system is with Lost Ark, you're going to be waiting a, a little bit. Yeah. But, and, yeah. you know, uh, the, the menus popped up faster to get me to buy things and check off checklists and shit. But uh, in all seriousness, the game looked good. I have Baldur's Gate installed, um, but I haven't given that a whirl yet. But that's one I wanted to check out. I went into No Man's Sky. That looked really good. Uh, Valheim, importantly, uh, doesn't lag at all and is <laughs> super beautiful and smooth and lovely. And I'm kind of now you I mean, need I'm to get Elden Valheim. Ring for the PC. Start all over. Mm-hmm. I don't. That, I you know people have asked, and I'm like, I put a lot. I put like sixty hours into my yeah, play. Think of I'm how like, much better you're going to be starting fresh, knowing mm, what you know now. Mm. I don't know if I can do. Margaret's so. going to show up, and you're going to be like, Margaret, come on. Mm. What Look, are you? My, what are you even doing? My here, misgivings but? about open world still apply. <laughs> Elden Ring is just really good. I can't do. I can't start that over. I can't walk well, around. Well, by the way, so I just for the record, the performance, at least for now, until they patch the hell out of it, is better on console anyway. That thing's got some PC issues. There's It's locked yeah, at 60. True. It's got some other weird stuff. I'm sure that'll work itself out. It usually does. But at the moment, you're you're already playing the the one no, that'll I'm give good. you 120 if you want it. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Like uh, The game that I actually got hooked on after I was done streaming last night, besides Doom Eternal was a big one, was Tainted Grail. I'm like, Tainted Grail ran way better. Oh, I'll bet it did. Yeah. And and uh, I was like, you know, this game's kind of fun. Why haven't I played it in a while? It's super good. Yeah. Tainted Grail <laughs> um, is good. And the, music's, the music in that game is so just scary. Anyways. But um, yeah, I've only had two hours of playtime, really, with the, the new system. So just... I love it. It's like Christmas. I- you can have so much fun. I'm more stoked about the streaming. I really enjoy streaming, and it's always been such a pain in the ass to, to do it. So the fact that I can stream at full quality and still play a game without experiencing any hitch mm-hmm. yeah, is huge. a big win for me. Yeah, and actually, I'm thinking about other stuff like Roll20 or Run Better for you. Uh, just like heavy-duty oh, yeah. tasks for oh, like yeah. D&D things. Like You're going to be able to multitask so much more stuff and... Well, the big yeah. thing where, like, I also notice even just on creative stuff, like for music, if I'll play us, I'll record a number of tracks. Even if I'm just practicing, I might have like 15 different takes yeah. of the same, like, musical riff of like three minutes, let's say, just screwing around. That would, like, with the full sound banks, like, you load up a full orchestra, like, I'm going to be able to have like 500 takes or so. You know what I mean? Like I just, uh-huh. I can play around without worrying about dogging my system. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was also, it's just very inspiring to me too. I've been really looking forward to this, honestly. That's really great. I'm stoked for you. Uh, we'll continue to find out what awesome things blow your mind as you install them. Cause you'll probably, I don't know. What are you going to put on there? You'll probably put like, uh, I don't know. Uh, wait, no, you played that on Xbox. I was, I was thinking. Of, I played some heroes last night too. Oh, how'd that, how'd there's it no change. That's the thing too, is like, I'm an esports gamer. All those esports games are made to play on toasters. That's why like, I never, we were a heroes show. There was no need to yeah, switch. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Okay. Like a high end game. I'll play it on those settings. But that's why I never really felt a large push until we opened up into more of a general show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to move because, like League of Legends, you can play that on you know a calculator pretty much. That's like, true. You know, some people are. Well, they're Personal, they're on their phones, yeah. which is also a calculator, I guess. Yeah, but you know, like it's you <coughs> yeah. can get away with a really old system and you can play just fine. So agreed. Well, there you go. Bo is in. He's in a new. He's a new man with a new mission to outperform all you suckers in 1080p. So look out, watch out. Uh, all right. Uh, what else is going <laughs> on here? 1080 space. <laughs> oh, this is kind of a bummer. Um, 
the Advance Wars reboot got delayed till well, we don't know for sure. It's supposed to come we out in April. Know. It got delayed. Yeah, they're uh, they're refunding pre-orders. They're uh, they basically said we don't know. It's a case of it sucks. I get it, but I also go back and forth, and I'm like, yeah, but Advance Wars isn't real life. But then I go. Yeah, but the problem I always had with Advance Wars anyway was the like casual fun nature that it goes. Isn't more fun? Yeah, and, more like, fun. Maybe that's a little too real right now. Well, keep in mind, so I don't even think I think these are all issues, and you're totally right to bring them up. But the main issue, I think, it gets forgotten though, and the the main issue is this: those those two factions in that game are designed after the conflict of. Russia and some of its four former Soviet Union oh, is neighbors. It? Yeah, so I didn't know that. So quite I literally, wondered about it, but I didn't know that. So quite literally, the rebel, the rebellious faction over here defending itself from the big overlord country. The the designers. I read this whole thing. I went on the deepest dive about this. They were inspired by that aspect of post Cold War, like that region and, and how they would behave with each other. And that was the basis for it. So they're not doing this just because, Oh, cause there's war. Cause there's always some war somewhere. I right. think this is very specifically because this was designed as a fun and cartoony and over the top goofball version of an actual conflict that now has turned into real war with real casualty. And I think they're, you know, again, I'm, I'm torn cause I love the series. I really wanted to get it. Um, but at the same time, I think I understand this more because of this specific circumstance Right, um, is different than, say, you know, I don't know. I mean, even outside of it, it's still like, you know, it, it's one of those things like, honestly, I've been playing um, I've been playing Final Fantasy six, which has nothing to do with any real world conflict. Sure. But it does deal with empires conquering towns mm-hmm. and occupying villages and you know, yeah. controlling people and stuff like that. And as I'm playing it on stream, there are moments where I'm just like, you know, like you're trying to have fun, you're trying to have a good time, and you're just like, it's just a, a bit real at the moment. So, I mean, I didn't know that there was that extra layer with that for sure. Even without it, I can kind of see it. It does suck, though, because I was looking forward to playing it. But yeah. I also, yeah, I get it. I'm playing it now in its original form <laughs> on that Ambernick thing. So I was already doing that, but I really was not going to deter. This is going to deter me. Yeah. It's not going to stop me from playing, but what I really, I really did want that graphical upgrade and all that other stuff. And I, I think that probably the game will still come out. They don't just do that stuff for, you know, I don't know, but it, it, given, given well, the clo- at a certain point, it's insulting to the people who put work and time in. Like yeah. I understand not wanting to be, you know, you wanting to be sensitive to what's going on in the real world. But at a certain point, you also have to respect people that have put time, energy, effort, and gotten paid to do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, need to be proud of the work they did and, and put that out too. They have so famous bad timing though. Away. They have terrible bad timing because they, the original game was released uh, in the year 2001 on September 10th. The day before oh, September 11th. No. Yeah. So that's no. another. See, I went, I went down a hole, dude. I was like, why is this such a big deal? I really wanted to understand it. And um, kept digging and digging and found just all this stuff. That was one of the weird things. So they have kind of a, <laughs> an unfortunate history of release dates, or at least the initial game did. But um, always released around a major warlike event. Though. Yeah, warlike event. Now, in the ca- you know, in the case of, of, uh, of 9-11, the parallels aren't really there. 
you know, the way it is with this conflict, given that it's literally based on those countries or countries like them. Um, but still, you know, like movies. It's that like c- the reverse ARPG, right? Or ARG. You know, oh, ARG. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the reverse. Like, that's a good scenario. The bad scenario is when, I, you know, I'm making Hitman and then 10 presidents in the world get assassinated. You're like, maybe yeah. we won't want to release the game right now. The assassin <laughs> simulator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's intense yeah. when this stuff happens and you're trying to just, you know, you've been working on your product for years and you're ready to go. And then, and then what? Like they were supposed to come out on the 8th of April. Now we have no date. And the fact that they're saying, yeah, we'll give free refunds to anybody who asked for them tells me that that's, it's probably a long ways off. And if you were looking forward to that, then that's a bummer. But I also, I think I get it. You know, yeah. I think I get well, it. Well, at least you do have retro options for it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Go you're that excited for it. You know, it's, it's, it's the same game. Or you can just be patient. Like, you know, we had to, I had to wait for Lost Ark three times. There you go. It, it, it can be done. It can go be done. Go out and pirate it. That's what Core told you to do. And no, Nintendo don't do that. sends you a court uh, summons. You let us know. We'll appear and testify. Of course. Yes, no. your honor. Yep. We told them to pirate the game. Uh-huh. And we'll tell them to do it again. I'm. Here's what so I would I say to those to people. pirate anything. Yeah, don't pirate anything. Here's what I would say to those people. If you're looking for ways to play it, you can still find a, 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 a GBA SP somewhere. And those games are on eBay. Go for it. Knock the only people out. who can pirate it is Russia, apparently, now. Yeah. But it does suck because this is that whole preservation thing. Like, the game still exists. Like, it's still, the GBA still had these games come out on it. This got delayed, which further delays people's legal ability to pick up a classic thing and preserve its gameplay moving forward on a modern machine. So there's an argument to be made for just put the damn thing out. It already exists. So I'd love yeah. to hear emails at, on at this. At some point, that the, the game preservation movement needs to become a thing, and that needs it needs government backing. Like it needs to be enforced by something other than just people. You know what I mean? Like it's going to need. Some, well, we do that with books and stuff, but, right? Don't we? Yeah, I yeah, assume we, we do. We have libraries. We have archives. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have museums to preserve relics from the past so that we can learn from them and et cetera, et cetera. And te- you know. Sure. Why not with digital arts? I think where's we're I think Windows, we're coming uh, to that. That's where's, happening. Where's my copy of Windows 3.1 that I can check out? Yeah. <laughs> at the Internet Museum. The only easy way to do that. Um, I mean, I know there's some stuff at the Smithsonian that is early computer stuff, but but what you're talking about, I think sooner than later something will happen. And and some of it is already happening digitally. archive.org is exactly this organization. Yeah. But it's not quite the same as you know, one that is backed both culturally and monetarily and governmentally. Like we don't really do that um, because yeah. people still think it's all for kids, but I think that's changing. So it just needs enough ad. It needs enough advocates with actual, um, I don't want to say bite, but with authority because authority is a good word to use. You, you know, like uh, I was reading at some other articles. It's just there. People are buying old video game IPs just to exploit them. Like, you know, it's just infinite exploitation. Like, it, mm-hmm. there needs to be a force against that. Terridge in the chat says, you need rich donors. That's how these things exist. So maybe that's true, too. But that, that also could be changing. A lot of those people grew up with games. What's to stop your Elon Musks of the world who still play games and talk about them all the time? What, what, about, the, what about you, Elon? You weirdo. Get- he says only cyberpunk because that's the one he's in. Yeah, he's in that. That's true. No, he's in that you gas know? station simulator. He may not know it, but he's in there. <laughs> do you remember that He's i showed you does he, does he drive a tesla no he drives a fuel truck that comes and fills up your gas tanks 
Mm, I love it that though. Doesn't, that doesn't sound like Elon. And he said it doesn't sound like him at all. Like when it, when I when he's done pumping gas, I pull the thing out and he goes, "Like very much," and then gets in his car and drives away or his truck. And I'm like, that is the least Elon Musk's voice I've ever heard. But they the devs literally put his face in there, like on purpose. And I love it because why not? Why wouldn't you do that if you could? Uh, well, anyway, we'll see what happens there. I hope it comes out because I really like that game a lot. Uh, or games, I should say. Super Nintendo, let's stay in Nintendo land for a minute. Super Nintendo World, the Nintendo theme park. There's one in Tokyo already. We're getting one in the U.S. Uh, finally, and it will open in 2023, just next year. Uh, it is Super Nintendo theme park. I put up a video on YouTube today with some ideas for some very bad rides they could put in. If you want yeah. to see what that was about, go check it out at youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. You might have a good time with it. It's only three minutes. It's, you know, I'm not going to waste your time with a huge video, but it was a fun, fun time thinking about those ideas, but they're coming, man. They're going to have the whole, um, you know, basically single ride. <laughs> it's, the ride. A, it's a ride. Uh, it's not as big as the like experience. a full park. Exactly. Here, here's what they say about it. The immersive land, will be a visual spectacle of vibrant colors and architectural ingenuity located within a newly expanded area of the theme park. This is in uh, Universal Hollywood where this is going to go. Been there a few times. Um, featuring a groundbreaking ride and interactive areas to be enjoyed by the whole family. Theme shopping and dining will also enhance the entire experience. Um, so yeah. I watched, and I'm not kidding, like an hour-long YouTube video of somebody going through and doing all the stuff in the one that they built. Um and I I think it looks cool. Like basically the way it, it operates, you buy these wristband type things. Um, you get to pick your character. I think you get one. Like I think you get a default one. Like it's one of those like upsell sort of deals. It's mm. like, hey, welcome to Super Nintendo Land. You're here. You're your Mario wristband. You're a scrub mm. Mario. Go. But you can get like upgraded ones if you want to be Yoshi or if you want to be Bowser or whatever. And it interacts with things all over the park. So basically you put it on your wrist and if you see like a question mark block in the park, you can bop it with your arm and it gives you coins and it keeps track of that. And there's like all this stuff you can do with it. And, uh, it looks really neat. Like it's really silly. It's really goofy, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of cool. Um, the thing that I think is the most compelling and interesting, oddly enough, was the restaurant there all sells like Mario style food. So Mm. like you might get a rice dish or something like that, but it's in the shape and color of like a power star, Mm -hmm. or you might get like a cake, but it's made to look like a stage in Mario. Like it all was very beautiful. I don't know if they're going to do that for, for ours as well, Mm -hmm. but I, I looked at it and I was like, I want to eat all this Mario food. All the Mario (laughs) food looks so delicious and yummy. I want to know. Um, and, uh, I, I think it could be interesting. Like I, maybe I just want to go to an amusement park because I haven't in years now. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100. percent This the, I'm if I'm gonna to go. if I'm gonna spend money to see a cool thing and don't want to have Disney wreck me every time I spend any money, this is a cool alternative. You also get the whole Universal experience that already exists there. You get to be a little bit of a Nintendo nerd for a while. It's probably not the biggest, most exciting expansion to a park, but I, I'll do this. I do this in a heartbeat. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I can wait, but I want to go is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, uh, Bo, any interest? You want to, you want to Mario Kart around that place and, you know, check it out or what? What do you think there? Probably not. 
you know, sometimes I ask a question and I know exactly what the answer is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, I'm not a big fan of theme parks overall. So, you know, I'm sure it's fun. I'm yeah. sure the people who enjoy it will enjoy it. But. but look at this outdoor shit. Oh my gosh. See, this is what I want to see. Cause now he's on the, they're on the ride here. There's like blocks to jump and get coin. Well, you don't, I assume you don't actually do those things, but now they let you steal all the coins. Yeah. They're just yours to take, just take them. But the way these coins are like rotating up in spaces where you're supposed to go get them, the weird enemies you've seen in a million Mario games, they've they've covered it up enough of the outside of the park up so it feels like you're in this place and it's truly a place you're in, kind of like Star Wars is at Disneyland. I don't know. I'm, I'm into this sort of stuff. I, I would do this. I would love to, I don't know, take my kids. They're all too old now. I think I don't the, care. Yeah. I think the thing is like probably... Yeah, the way they designed it, you're just walking and looking at the stuff, right? Like, I'd want to see where they showed the bricks. I'd want to run yeah. on top of things. You know, like, I want the Mario experience, right? Like, <laughs> well, wants to climb on some bricks and jump from some bricks to other bricks. Yeah. And that's what you did as a kid when you were like, yeah. you couldn't play video games and your parents say, get outside. And you're like, okay. And then you're just going to pretend to be Mario and run around and go, ding, ding, ding. Maybe. It feels like that's how. If I just, you know, had my druthers, I'd want my theme park themed around things that are probably totally unsafe that no theme park wants their patrons uh, engaging in, which is jumping on ledges and jumping over gaps and (laughs) kicking shells around. I would like a VR space based on this. Someone will probably build it somewhere just because they want to mess with Nintendo. But oh, oh, be really cool. Mario. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that just to see it. You know, it doesn't have to be the best game in the world. I just want to try. Maybe it. the maybe the new Nintendo weirdo console is hopefully an AR or VR headset where we can do just that. Yeah, maybe I can actually picture that as a thing. That's a great idea. But if I had like little kids, this would be this is on next year's docket. Like, there's no way it we looks go. pretty amazing. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna lie, it looks very cool. Yeah, especially if they're into Nintendo and stuff like that. And I, I am curious to see how much of this translates. Sometimes uh, overseas theme parks get really cool stuff that we don't. Um, yeah. If anybody wants to get real like theme park envy, look up Pirates of the Caribbean in Hong Kong compared mm. to what our Pirates of the Caribbean is. It will blow your damn mind. It is not the same ride at all. It is mm. insane what that ride does. Like in a good uh, way, you're saying it's better over there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen it, Scott? No, never seen it. You need to take a moment and Google <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean Hong Kong and uh, check out the part where you look like you're underwater and then you raise above the water with the ships all shooting at you and everything. It's insane, that ride. Yeah. I don't know if it's as believable in real life as it is watching it on YouTube, but that thing blew my damn mind. So that's certainly not what we have here. This could be a case of that where they go. Yeah, the, the Americans don't need all this stuff. They like throw, paint some eyes on a hamburger and call it a toad burger and call it a day. And we don't get the same thing that they get over there, which is much nicer. Well, I think part of that too, though, is that thing's ancient here. Like our version of that ride was built in the sixties, fifties. And it's classic, and you wouldn't want them to change it too right. much. Oh, you have it up. Yeah, yeah, skip ahead a little bit and just just watch what some of this stuff is because it's insulting. And again, you don't want to mess with two with a classic too much. They did put Johnny Depp in it, you know. You, but he's like mostly in the background. Um, it starts off very much the same ride, but oh wow, they make look, it look like you're yeah. underwater now, and they're like, look at that, 
Look at Oh my gosh. Look dude. at how insane that ride gets. Okay. It's very, very different from the little like yo ho yo ho <laughs> we're clearly on a track and like as they just dance around yo ho yo ho we're clearly on a track that's the best lyric change i've heard in days very nice well all right then uh get excited everybody that's next year and maybe you'll want to go i don't know i think i do and i'd report on it of course here on the show uh, reporting live. All right, let's do this uh, Overwatch 2 real quick. Uh, they're having a multiplayer beta in April, so that game does exist. And it probably looks a lot like Overwatch 1. So there it is. And then I left it alone this time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I, I got no opinion. Hey, you know what, though? If I play it and it wins me over, won't that be a testament to its quality? Yeah. I don't know why I said that like I'm in the Old West. Won't that be a testament to its quality if it wins old John over? Won't that just be the the bee's knees? The bee's knees, yeah. I don't uh, know, man. It could it could it could freak us all out and make us all lovers of Overwatch again. We all enjoyed our time in it when we played that original beta. That's the other problem, though. I think all three of us spent our guts. We spilled our popcorn in that beta's uh, freaking lobby. We spent so much time in there. I never leveled as much in the game live as I did in the beta. <laughs> Me neither. Actually. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you yeah. Know, I don't want to do that because if it's good, I would like to maybe have it done before I throw my guts into it. Well, this is just the multiplayer beta. Like I am still supremely curious about the PVE experience. You know, yeah. I same, think, same. I think it has a, poten- you know, this is blizzard doing it has the potential to be fun. Well done. Really good game. Uh, I just wish that sale would happen already and people would go. So I don't, yeah. I, I, you know, there's an article that came up, not that I, we need to talk about it here, but you know, there's still some shit going on that I'm like, it's just hard not to want to be conscientious about who I'm giving money to now when it comes to these big companies. You talk about that oh, new yeah. codec. The wrongful death lawsuit. Yeah. What really sort of triggered yeah. me about that was that the parents didn't, I guess they, they're claiming that they asked for information and Blizzard was tight lipped. Wouldn't give it to them. Yeah. And, and that's why. It, just about the circumstances, like just information that that's a, ale- it's all alleged of course. But the fact that like when someone passes away under your watch and you're not like, let me tell you what happened. Let's be trying, you know, everyone's playing, um, pass the buck and don't accept the blame. And we can't tell you things, liability, blah, like, you know, and I just look at that and I'm like, Oh, that's so gross. It's so gross. Yeah. It, like, and I'm like, Overwatch, oh, it look, looks good. Overwatch too. And then I'm like, I need to feel good about, about participating. Even, yeah, even when I read that, I was like, maybe I shouldn't really, I should just write off Diablo four. I should, I should not be playing. Oh man. Like, look, I, look at I, you. I read that stuff about someone's daughter dying and they're not giving information. I'm like, that's like assholes incorporated right there, you know, like, Oh, for sure. But I mean, the the, gaming company, you're trading on your good name. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think it, I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling this way. I certainly feel that way about a bunch of stuff. Still. I think that it is also easy to get coaxed into the sense that because this purchase has been proposed and it will probably go through and all these changes have been shown or, or, you know, all these changes have been talked about anyway, about Kodak leaving after the transition, about him leaving the Coke board kicked him off. So he's off the Coke board now. He's no longer on the Coke, the Coca-Cola um, corporate board, which is kind of a big deal. Um, there are things happening. And so these teams are busy trying to make a game under that cloud. And I want to support them. I feel better about doing that now than I did a year ago or 
not quite a year ago, but you know, when that, that mess first hit, because it does feel like changes are coming. It's still a bet I have to make though. You know, like I don't know for sure. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I, 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 I feel you though. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, so few people were specifically named. You want to in your head go, oh, well, they got rid of all the bad eggs and, and everything's fine, but we have no idea. I mean, for all we know, uh, people that are directly linked to the, this story, other stories are still there. Just no, no real consequences. Maybe they got talked to, you know, we don't know. And that's the thing. That's the part that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess like the part that I'm not confused about is that situation. Like a lot of bad things happen at companies. There's a comment in the chat on that level, but if I'm aware of them, then I, then I will act accordingly. Right. So the fact that I'm not aware of things that maybe where I buy my gas, you know, if I know about them, I'm going to feel something and maybe want to do something. Certainly a story like where someone, not that I want to get into it, but you know, passes ends their own life. A trigger warning, I guess, for for this kind of stuff. Sure, ends their own life because pictures of the genitalia were passed around the office. Not because, but that's part of the story. All that stuff swirls around in your head, and you're like, "This is not. This is this is not a good situation." Yeah. And the uh, human, the, the living wart uh, that runs the company, still gets to run the company. That's under def, that definitely escalated to his level. Oh yeah. And, and under his purview is still there as a symbolic flag of work shaped flag of what the company represents as a whole. And I'm like, I just, it's just, it, I feel gross, you know? And I'm, I'm like, I was kind of glad to be reminded of it because I, I'm, I'm definitely to definitely one to say like, well, I'm just gaming and I'm just buying the purchase. It doesn't matter. But when something's so blatantly staring you in the face is like a moral issue. Yeah then doing nothing is, you know, a bunch of people doing nothing can add up to human atrocity. And I'm just like, ugh, like gross. Like totally, just, totally respect really that. Gross. Yeah. So totally um, respect that. They, by the way, yeah. uh, I was just curious while you were talking, what public voice Bobby Kotick has had on social media. And I, I just checked his Twitter account. I don't follow him. So I was just curious. The last tweet he did was about a week and a half before the, the news dropped in uh, last summer. And that's it. He's instead of things. <laughs> so uh, not that it has any, you know, connection to what you were saying, but um, no, I know. prior to that, yeah, he was like, yeah, all this great stuff's going on. Look at us. Oh, we're awesome over here. At Blizzard. And then that news dropped. Bobby Kotick doesn't talk anymore. He has no voice. He's done. Anyway, I wish he was really done and actually out of there. That would be great. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of hardworking people at these companies that have nothing to do with it, but it's, it's just, it came up again, and it sort of reopened it for me. And and man, I, I just I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But I can't. Also, I can't ignore. It. I can't pretend I don't know that information. You know, at least at least with Ubisoft, I don't know who got harassed. <laughs> you know, like this. You know, I don't know the details, but I've read the actual information on this. Like, I can't unknow it. Yeah, and I feel like feel like we i feel like i need to be satisfied that that's done with for a company that and, and that's what it needs to be so. that's what it needs to be for everybody you know i i see i see comments like the discussion in the chat and i, I don't want to make it sound like i'm completely invalidating this opinion but uh someone in the chat said so daphne and art should suffer because jim and hr is a dick and i think that's 
a little too reductive for what the issue actually is. But if it doesn't bother you, like if you hear these stories and you go, yeah, all companies suck. So, you know, I can't interact with nothing. So I'm going to just go about my business. If that sits well with you, we're not telling you that you have to do anything. If you if you hear this and you go, you know what? All companies are pretty bad. Then that's your take. Then that's what you do. But there are people who are going to hear things that people did and go, you know, like take Kevin Spacey, for example. There's people who can go and watch his movies and it doesn't even register with the things that he's been accused of and and has done. Like, it's just not they're They're just watching a movie with actors in it. And he happens to be one of them. There's going to be some people that watch those movies and it's the only thing they can think of. And it has now turned a a movie they maybe liked sour or they can't enjoy a movie that they're just now being exposed to. It's an individual basis. There's no universal right answer. If Bo doesn't feel comfortable playing Diablo four because of this story and it hitting him, that doesn't mean he's wrong. uh, And, and you're all right. It's not a competition that you win. That's how he feels. That's the reality of it. If I think about that and I frame that and I go, you know what? You know, to use the bad example again, I want to support Daphne and Art, then that's my right to go ahead and do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think at the end of the day, there is no universal answer for this. Um, you have to just kind of sit back and go, what am I comfortable with? What am I comfortable with supporting? And that's that's the way it works. And it doesn't always have to be the same. There are times where I go, you know what? I don't agree with a lot of the things they say. I don't agree with a lot of the things they do. I don't stand for the things they do. But right now I'm hungry. I want a chicken sandwich and there's a Chick-fil-A right over there. And I'm going to go get a Chick-fil-A sandwich because that's the situation I'm in right now in my life. And that's what I'm going to do. And you know what? I'm not making a political statement by going to it. Uh, I'll I'll maybe ignore it and that'll be forward thinking in my mind how they uh, treat the populace in general, 90% of the time I go there. But right now, I'm hungry, and I want food, and I'm just going to go get it. And that's an individual basis. That's what everybody yeah. has to decide. Yeah, there's nobody laying down any, like, swath laws here about anything. But my my, I keep this is how I hedge my bets with Blizzard, and I might be stupid doing this. I haven't played a Blizzard game since last July. Not one. Nothing. Not even Hearthstone. Nothing. And uh, I can't even pick it up. And it's not purely the situation but this took so much wind out of what I loved about those games. It's made it almost impossible for me to play them. And I can't tell, I'm not telling anyone else to do whatever the frick they want to do. And we've said this the whole time, do whatever you're going to do. You're going to do it anyway. I mean, whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. And whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do right now. I just have zero desire to fire one of those up. But my thinking about things like Diablo four, which normally is like, would be the blazing light at the end of the gaming tunnel. I can't wait for this game. It's all I ever wanted to play a new Diablo game. And it's all I would think about in light of all this stuff. This is the bet I'm making. I want to play Diablo four, but I'm betting it's going to take them a lot longer than we want, than we want and hope. And it will be long enough that a bunch of this stuff will be addressed, fixed, cleaned and tweaked before then. And that may be naive, but that's what I'm planning on right now. And if it gets down to that and I'm st- I still just don't feel, you know, those feelings, those good feelings toward toward the company or toward getting the game, then maybe I won't play the game. But right now I'm looking forward to that <laughs> two, two or more years down the road because I really don't think it's going to be any sooner than that. And 
by then the Microsoft deal's done. By then they can show a bunch of transparency. By then they've kicked out people who suck and brought in people who don't. By then they can show the world what the changes are and be meaningful about it. But I'll admit, it takes a lot for a news story to knock Sony PlayStation uh, sexual harassment news off the front line and put Activision right back on it. And it's this death, this wrongful death suit. Like, I thought, oh boy, this week's going to be all about everyone mad at Sony and PlayStation because they're, they're, they've got problems internally. Mostly it's about, you know, women not getting opportunities at the same rate as men as, as uh, for promotions, or they're not getting hired for the jobs they qualify for the most. You know, this this kind of stuff we're used to hearing. I'm like, oh, now it's Sony's turn. Let's see what this is about. And then, oh yeah, by the way, Bobby Kotick and everybody else at Activision kind of just ignored and pushed this story down as far as they could when this when this girl took her own life. They didn't, I went, like, well done, Activision. What, 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 like, they didn't. I mean, they're doing the suit because they didn't do like somebody didn't sit there and like go, gosh, we did this. Like, whether we feel like we're personally, co- you know, we're all cogs in a corporate machine. I didn't do it, but nobody sat down and be like, this person's family, man. Yeah. Let's provide some support. Let's yeah. Give them some money. Yeah. Right, you can give fucking Co- sorry, you can give Kotick fucking billions of dollars or whatever, or whatever, and this person doesn't get any information. They don't get any restitution voluntarily. Like this, and they're a company that is you know play fair, think globally, like blah 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 blah. Be great people, yeah. Great, great, be great people in the service of giving us money. But if it wasn't a company that had a mission statement, if it was like Oil Incorporated. <laughs> Maybe you'd be like, "Yep, they're doing dirty deals, trading weapons of war, and whatever." Yeah, this is a this is a company whose client base, and it's Activision Blizzard. So I include Activision in it. I don't care what the reality is; they're part of the same gene pool now. It's a company that we are made shows and supported their company because of the wonderful mission statement that they had and the wonderful vision. It's almost like the Star Trek of video game companies. And for them to behave so poorly, I just, I read that. Sorry, it just triggered me to talk about Overwatch. And I'm like, I feel so shitty because I want to play their game. I want to play Overwatch too. I want to play Diablo 4. But I want them to live up to the standards they themselves set for themselves. Who cares if Corp- Corpo's going to Corpo? This is a Corpo that's like, you know, play fair, think globally, be responsible. Well, man up or woman up or whatever, like nut up. Mm-hmm. Put all the nuts up and just like do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does it and, feel like does it feel like we're back into a stage of grief for this? Because that's how I feel lately. Like I I'm mean, back- I'm still in it. I, it's easier to ignore it. Like, what do you do when you're in grief? Like, when my grandmother passed. I was super sad. I played World of Warcraft. That was a nice way to escape my grief for a little while. Was yeah. their wonderful world. Mm-hmm. What are the and five stages? That's what it means to people. And then to see someone in mourning because of one of their own. Who cares the circumstances? One of their own. And that family feeling, again, I don't know the circumstances. Maybe the family's crazy and maybe they did get all this kind of, I don't know all the details. Maybe I'm off. But there's just been a history of this kind of thing with Blitzchung. They should have been on the side of Blitzchung. They're an American company. You know, that person, we celebrate the right to protest and speak out. They fell on the wrong side of that. They were very awkward when it came to um, that whole J. Allen Brack speech that was good. But, uh, you know, when it comes to equality and, and LGBTQ things and now just to be like, oh, shit, that person died. Well, well, they didn't have a very thick skin. Anyways, parents go away. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, sometimes people die at a game company. 
What more do you want to know? It's pretty like, gross. It's gross. pretty gross. Just gross. Like yeah. uh, play fair and and think globally and blah blah. Like just just you know standard here. Standard your actual performance way below performance. Your own performance metrics. Yeah. Forget well, what corpos are going to corpo. This is Blizzard. We expected a lot more because they set that bar. Well, yeah, I, I think the, you said the, it exactly. All the guys are gone. All the, all the, you know, anyways. They built the pedestal. Like, you can, we yeah. can be as critical as ourselves, you know, for holding them to a standard. And, and you know, we've been harsh on our criticism going, oh, we shouldn't have put game developers up on a pedestal. They're just people like anybody else. They can, they can do bad just like anybody else. Um, but Blizzard built that pedestal. They you know, whether it, chicken and the egg, you know, whether we were initially holding them above everything else or they presented that first, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they were up on the pedestal saying, yes, we belong here and we should be here when they were not acting in conjunction with it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I also think that I've thought about this a lot, actually. I think when those when those initial values were codified into their mission statement. It was a time for Blizzard where I, I I think Mike Morheim meant that stuff. I think those were high-minded ideals that he wanted to see pursued. And it probably felt really good to put those down and actually literally put them into, into stone. Sure, and I think they meant it at the time. Uh-huh. I, I think what... No one ever really talks about this. I think one of the things or one of the turning points for Blizzard, the turning point for Blizzard, was when they went from a small, relatively small developer with some hit PC games and nearly overnight turned into one of the biggest behemoths in the history of the industry of any industry in terms of growth rate with world of Warcraft and its success. And what that did is made it really, really noisy and really, really chaotic and really, really hard to make sure that through every step of that massive uh, rapid growth, and just money pumping through there like it's no one's business. And lowly developers who are just used to living off Mountain Dew and Cheetos are now suddenly millionaires. I think that that stuff made it really hard to make sure they stopped once in a while, look at the wall and said, oh, yeah, right. Every voice matters. Oh, yeah, right. You know, think globally. Like all of those things got missed because it just was let the good times roll. And those good times rolled over people. And I'm not saying this is all Blizzard's fault for having the most successful MMO of all time. I'm saying they, like many people, like a lot of people, are not ready for what for what that meant. That level of success, they they could they didn't have the emotional maturity in leadership all the way down to handle it. And and because they didn't. It, it became easier just to say, oh, we've been growing so fast. Oh, what's his name in accounting? Showed his wiener today. I don't know what to tell you. Just to, to tell him to maybe stop doing that. And we, we're busy over, you know, like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I really yeah. feel like that's part of this. Part of this comes from conversations I've had with ex-Blizzard people who have told me that that was this general sensibility. But part of it just is on a macro level, this machine that was Blizzard. And John's right. They built that pedestal. And I think they meant it to be what it was supposed to be. And they really thought highly of their pedestal. But they couldn't live up to that pedestal. And when they didn't, they had to hide it. Or they had to make it seem right. like they were still living up to that pedestal. And, well, keep the pedestal clean. And 
Everything will be okay. We'll work through the rest. I really feel like that's probably what happened. This all happened in like 10 years worth of time. That growth that we're talking about. Um, and it was so fast and so immediate and just so... Brrr, and then along comes Activision and they're all into, you know, throwing money at, at things to make more money. And anyway, it's, it's one of those things where it just got out of control. Yeah, I think... I like everything you said. I mean, I don't like it, but it, you know, definitely, definitely feels like how we got here. But at a certain point, it's sometimes it's, it's not the things you do; it's the things you do after the things you do, and this doubling and active, this doubling down. Like hearing that, it was the fact that sometimes you do things, you make mistakes, and then you try to heal and grow. You yeah, know? yeah. Even in the most tragic circumstances, that's always you have life moves on, and everyone has to heal and grow, and. um so what we're saying is we're like, probably not going to... I didn't like gonna, hearing that. I didn't yeah. like, you know... Yeah. yeah. It was a test of really poor character on behalf of the company. The char- the company of today. The company that's going to publish Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. Yeah. And um, I think I think a lot of the people that are unhappy with Blizzard because of the union stuff are probably going to leave as well eventually because they're not going to get... They're not going to get what they're looking for unless Microsoft really is a saving thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, the one of the leads of for the union left to work for another company, so she's no longer spearheading that. For example, yeah, like I think all those people that would want to make it a better place are going to give up and work elsewhere. Plus, we have to be careful so, about not putting a new pedestal up that says Microsoft on it. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, that's another thing I think is easy to. Do. It's easy for me to do. It's easy for me to see all the seemingly good moves they've made. But in truth, most of these moves are only possible because there's so much money. They're so flush with money. They can do anything they want to do. And it's not really about moral, you know, aptitude. Blizzard was flush with money. I think it's just, it's a, there is a moral care. Like I know corporations can be impartial, but the organi- organizations can set standards for themselves under certain circumstances and do the right thing. And you're probably right. There was a maturity issue. I wouldn't think of Microsoft as a poorly matured corporation <laughs> in the way that perhaps a video game company flying by the seat of its pants is. You yeah. Know, so. Well, the, the right. bottom line I, is I, we're, we're not pay, we're not playing that beta. Is probably what's happening. We're not playing. That. <laughs> I, we'll I think we'll see. <laughs> for a for a kind of silly side analogy, uh, this is the way I, I look at it with with Microsoft. I was watching because uh, you know when you're taking care of a young baby, you don't watch shows that you get too invested in because they distract you a lot uh so i was watching uh master chef <laughs> and uh watching old seasons of master chef and this one season there was this guy who was just awful it's just the worst uh, seemingly the, the person portrayed before anybody thinks i'm going after real people uh the person as they were portrayed on the show was just awful he insulted everybody he talked crap behind their back thought he was the greatest chef in the entire world and uh, was really toxic. And he got in this big rivalry with this other guy and they were always insulting each other. And because we didn't like the first guy, everybody thought we all thought the second guy was great. Oh, look how good he is. Uh, Yeah. He took, he took a dig at him and man, he really put him in his place. Oh, look, they're going head to head. I'm rooting for that guy. And then they got rid of the first guy, the guy who was awful. And it was like, yeah, good. He's finally out of there. And the guy who was being awful to him, turns out he's not so good either. 
And now he was the worst person on the show. And now we all hated him because now he took over and now he's the one who's too arrogant. And he's the one who's talking trash. And he's the one that thinks his uh, poop doesn't stink. And now we don't want him on the show. And I'm not saying that's what will happen with Microsoft, where it's like, yeah, they're going to get rid of Bobby Kotick. Yeah, come on, Microsoft, get in there, get rid of him. That's great. Like, I think we all can agree we want Bobby gone and we're rooting for that. But I, I do think that there is some value in exercising caution that we don't see and immediately assume Microsoft as a uh, cure-all for the problems of the industry. Because certainly sexism, you know, workplace harassment and all that is not going to go away. Uh, there's a difference between people being bad and a culture, which when we talk about Blizzard, typically we're talking about that culture of toxicity. Um you know, hopefully things improve yeah. is ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, that's all we can. And like I say, I, I, I feel good, but I don't know why I do. I'm probably doing a, some, some semi pedestal setup for Microsoft and I, and I probably shouldn't do that. But I just, I just, at the point, at the moment, I just feel like anything's better than where they were headed. Well, if they come in and they start meeting their minimum requirements, there's another, we didn't really talk about it cause we don't, we like to let the good times roll, but now that we're on the subject, there's a board requirement for, a certain amount of women on the board that they just still haven't met. Yeah. <laughs> like by the state of California requires a certain amount of women on the board. They just haven't done it. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. Maybe something along those lines. Something to that effect. It's yeah. not been met. It has to do with uh, representation. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And it's been glossed over. Like doing things wrong and hiding it. That's And you're going to pay a whole bunch of people. And there's an insider trading uh, suit now. I think oh, yeah, that's by the a whole other one. Yeah. yeah. Like it. They did this with Blizzard quality, like the, <laughs> this, like kerfuffle of shitstorm of bad things is is not like other companies. Oh, it was, and, and it was all during it was all during pedestal time. That's yeah. the other thing is like w- the times we're talking about the peak Blizzard of '08 to let's say 2012, where where especially in WoW's time frame where things were really firing in all cylinders, and even when things were on the upswing, like in 2015 with uh, the launch of. Uh, or at least the announcement. I guess. I guess the launch was later that year. Of, of uh, uh, what the hell was it called? Legion. Mm. Um, the best of times over there. These were the times while this stuff was happening behind the scenes. So even at our time where we were absolutely looking at that pedestal, going, "Oh man, the pedestals never look so good." There was dark shit happening already for years. 2013s when all that nasty stuff with what's his name happened I'm, I'm not sure about the wrongful death thing but i think it was around them as then as well like we're just not the had to have sent shockwaves through the through the people who knew about it. Like, oh, just course. thinking about like like yeah. like think about one of us that happened to one of us like one of us off ourselves like that would it would be horrible you know like it's it's and i would feel culpable i i know even some of the people i'm sure i don't know them would feel horrible even if they weren't related because of what it meant. Yeah. Like we can't break, we can't paint the brush that everyone there is like a version of Kodak. I I'm sure there are people that were heartbroken about this happening at their beloved company. But you what know what they were that? all told to do? Not talk about it. Right, exactly, because of the wart, which is sort of we get back to my original point that he is the symbol of that company. If you want you should picture every Blizzard product with Kotick's uh, face on it because he owns it. He runs. Well, he doesn't own it. He runs it. 
And it's really looks by all accounts like his show. And if the one thing Microsoft can do is catapult him, you know, out <laughs> of the building, mm-hmm. <laughs> please. Here's what they should do. Um, they should pay out his, his, his golden parachute. They should pay it out in cash before they give it to him. They should wipe every uh, 20 that's part of that. But do it in 20s. Wipe all those through, through everyone's ass. Like really stink up his money is what I'm saying. Mm. If you gotta give him that money, freaking shit and piss all over it before you I give it to him. Got a conveyor belt where it's wow. like you got you got three people with their pants down and butts up. Yeah, and, just going here you go. Belt, just putting all the dollar bills in there and they're feeding them uh, Taco Bell while only got a cu- t- uh, twenty more million to go. Everybody keep it up. It's it's what they replace all the toilet paper rolls with is just uh, twenty dollar bills and all the trash receptacles go directly to Bobby's office. Yeah. And for those saying we'll just fire him, I'm telling you right now that's not how this works and it sucks that it works this way he'll walk out of there with 300 400 million dollars and he'll have never really had to pay for anything for any of this although you want to show a good gesture that you're taking things seriously and you're committed to change fire him and pay it yeah just fire him and pay it yeah like a like a severance you know you're contractually bound to and because he's not criminally Maybe you could argue he should be, but he's not criminally being, you know, he's not, there's no camera footage showing him killing somebody. Uh, so it's not that level. Then fire him, throw the money at him that you've already got tons of. And so what? Just do it and be done. None of this long drawn out. All right. Now the board needs to well, vote. Microsoft as to what has like, to come in and yeah. Microsoft's got to be the ones to squirt him out and. You know, like, yeah. yes, and, and chat, obviously, yes, it's more complicated. Of course it is. Welcome, but the reason we make it, the, show. the reason we <laughs> make it more complicated, <laughs> the reason it's more complicated is because we don't apply simple reasoning and morals to these situations. If we did, he'd be gone by now. Instead, we have to apply a bunch of legal things that were written down. Well, and he's got a clause that unless this or this or this happens, he's he's there for the long haul. Like we've we moral or not, the the contracts are written to keep him in place. That's I don't know what to do about that. Like that's a that's a fundamental underlying problem that's everywhere. And I don't know how you change. How do you change that overnight? You can't just say, screw it, the laws are gone, because then now we have a whole other problem where no, laws don't stick just because we say they don't. Like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's messy and it's complicated. And like John says, welcome to CORE. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to move on Speaking of messy this. and complicated, Scott, to, uh, transition us to happy fun time. All right, well, how about, about monkey? Let's talk, <laughs> talk about uh, monkey jizz. Yeah, monkey jizz. Uh, Thermal paste in most countries, but here, no. Uh, Square <laughs> so Enix. used to glue a fan to a CPU. John will, John will like this story because, you know, you like all those Square games these days. Um, yeah, I, because I like Final <laughs> Fantasy, I like every product Square makes. <laughs> yeah. You are 100% right. You, love you, lo- their- well, you know what? That means you like their games more than they do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> you're you like not wrong. Of their games, that's more games than Square Enix. Yeah, because they're own. consistently uh, disappointed by their games on a regular basis. Uh, Square Enix likes one game. That's Final Fantasy fourteen, I think. Even then, I'm I I think they're weird about it, and they're like, "Well, this is so big, we should do that NFT thing in there." You know, that's come up a bunch of times. I think they're afraid to touch it. I think I think everybody at Square Enix gives Final Fantasy fourteen a wide berth because. On one hand, they're worried that if they touch it, it'll break. And on the other hand, they're worried that if they touch it, Yoshi P will jump out and attack them. Yeah. 
because he is equally protective of it. He's as protective of it as anybody else I know. He got asked about the NFT thing, funny enough. And he said, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> he goes, I think it's an, an intriguing technology is what he said, but it's not coming in this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, who knows? But they added 5,500 and no, I'm sorry, 5,500 songs, I guess. To their YouTube yeah. music oh, page. Oh, I to write that. Yeah, songs. Like they're basically they're a huge catalog of Square Enix music is available on YouTube Music, and I just thought I'd share that out as a PSA because you know Final Fantasy music's great, Chrono Trigger music's great. This Probably actually, music. I have a funny story kind of related to this though. So I, you know, obviously I'm way into Final Fantasy 14. Not sure if I've ever talked about it on the show, but I'll admit to it now. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. And so I I thought this latest expansion, Endwalker, was uh, some of the best music that they've done in the game, which is already a very, very high bar. And they're like, we're putting out the soundtrack. Pre-orders are starting whatever date they were starting. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. I'm ready to hear the Endwalker soundtrack. I'm ready to get it. I'm going to pre-order it. The day came, I logged onto the webpage. I'm like, yeah, let's pre-order the soundtrack. And I was getting ready to do it. And I was like, does this how does this come when how do i get this and i looked at it and it's like comes in a blu-ray and i was like what do i do with that all of a sudden i felt like i didn't understand technology at all because i was like does one get music from a blu-ray i was like <laughs> i don't have a disc drive in my computer and the only Blu-ray, Blu-ray drive I have is in the PS4 that's out in the living room. Yeah. I'm not going to go listen to the music out there. Your Series X could rip, could, uh, rip it. How do I get this music where I actually will listen to it? And then yeah. I got so confused by the concept of uh, music on a Blu-ray that I didn't pre-order it because I was like, I just don't understand it. I don't know what I would do with it. I'd get it and be like, yeah, I got it, but I don't know how to listen to it. I, I don't know what to do with it. For a hot second, weren't there Blu-ray drives you can get for your PC? You could. Mine doesn't have one. Mine has yeah, I mean, I no, one, but... no drives. I got no options. So I I was like, well, wait a minute. So I guess I'm just waiting till it's on Spotify because right now that's all my brain understands music as being or you know whatever other uh, music platform you want to listen to I in case music any and... anti Joe Rogan people are going to send me emails. Oh yeah, we'll get I those for sure. Spotify subscription. But, so this song, right? Um, can you tell me what this is real quick? Hold on. That's the main oh. theme to Final Fantasy. So that's the main theme to like original Final Fantasy. Yeah. Okay, and it carries through in a lot of other stuff, including 14, right? They use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. I am not an old school Final Fantasy player. Da, I don't want to shock anyone. Da, da, yeah, so you blow those. Da, 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 wow. Sorry, yeah. I just can't help it. I want to see whatever I hear that That's, That's great. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, they put a bunch up. So if you're like, hey, I bet that track I loved very much from seven or six or whatever, it's probably up there now. That's a lot of music. So check it out. Yeah, Laura, that's what we're talking about. They got all the music on the web now. 5,500 songs. Well, I guess maybe they had them on their website before this, but I have no idea. A a lot of them were on Spotify, so it's good to see it's branching out to other platforms. I mean, I remember back in the day, we're finding Final Fantasy MIDIs back in the 56K mod uh, modem days. You were Mm. like, oh, shit, I can get the MIDI files of all the Final... Like, that was the only music. Even before Napster, you were just on there to get the MIDI files. 
Uh, yeah. So you could re-listen to your favorite video game song. Put it up on your homepage that was a star background with yellow text and yep, yep. Uh, little under construction uh, guys yep. shoveling dirt. Yeah. Um, and the explosion uh, yeah. gif yeah, going ro- off on I the sometimes, side. I sometimes would have a rotating skull gif with the uh, eyes were all <laughs> light. You could either do the rotating skull or you could do rotating imperial uh, and rebel alliance symbols yeah. Yeah. rotating on the corner. You know, if you want to show that you're a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you would just say, look, under construction, please sign my guest book. <laughs> and then you'd put a counter down at the bottom of your page. You'd add like 750 uh, visitors the second you put it on there. So your first visitor would be 751. Yeah. And uh, then you join um, a ring of websites with similar content. So a web ring. All find each other. Yeah, the web the ring. The web ring. Yeah, yeah. I remember and that. That was your GeoCities website. Yeah. You were very proud of it. You were very proud of it. You had very little control over it, but you were damn <laughs> proud of it. Oh, those days were weird. What a weird time in internet time. Also, I loved it. Um, okay, let's move on. Um, Bo, do you want to talk about this? Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. We mentioned it. Well, we talked. About, we mentioned it. So I, I don't know if this week's going to be a good week since we're at least an hour in. This was the list of um, we, games as works of art. And we've gotten some people who've requested us to go through this list. Yeah, I, I, we, I really want why to. Why don't we pick a era? Like, why don't we, why don't we do, do the 20th century? Like, yeah, we'll do 20th do the, century. Then next week, right. 2005. Like, we'll do it in the chunks they're doing it. All right, so these these are games, just so that everyone's aware, these are games that are, um, like, recognized widely by everyone as being exceptional, whether that is in artistry and game mechanics, aces in most of the categories, important to the history of gaming, innovative, you name it, it's in the public consciousness, uh, and uh, if it isn't, it's it's maybe just like a sublimely well-crafted diamond of an experience for the most part. One thing of note, just to just to cover the bibliography on this bit of business, it's an article on Wikipedia, so already take that for what it's worth. It does cite the reason that they've put it on the list, like which publication or where the uh, consideration for it to be considered artistic came from so you know it's not the same this isn't like one group of people said okay here it is this is coming from multiple sources but i think it's an interesting and cool list and still worth talking yeah and it would be there would be if this was contested you would see it uh here you'd see all sorts of stuff i wikipedia's got uh, wikipedia needs we need to get past the idea that wikipedia is a well grain of salt wikipedia i think they're it's much more than that now i I use wikipedia for so much stuff and yeah. especially historical stuff, like it's dead on. Once in a while, someone would go in there and dick around, but they always fix it like almost right away. They had some, somebody smeared sh- me on mine, on my page, which I did not create or have never edited, but somebody made it and then somebody else edited it and added stuff. And then somebody went in there and made some horrible thing, comment about me and my kids or something. It was awful. And somebody saw it and fixed it within like 30 seconds. Like, I really like Wikipedia is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm not trying to disparage uh, Wikipedia. More, I'm trying to get people to understand that when they say, well, who said this? That it's multiple sources. Good point. It's not, it's not one source. Right. It's not um, somebody who just came here one day and, and had a good list and everyone was sort of okay with it. This is like a, it's like, what's the word? Uh, Peer reviewed, sort of. Yeah. 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 Well, for stuff like this, it's fine. I think where people run into trouble is when it's scientific papers where they might be out of date or it might be subject to... Yeah, biased thinking. Like it just, you know, if you're in the science community, you probably you already understand why Wikipedia is not good because 
a lot of stuff just because something's been peer reviewed doesn't mean it's been peer reviewed by everyone and borne out. So right, right. Talking about things as fact when they're not, you know, stuff like that. You know? But if so, you want to go learn about the 13th century and the kings of England at the time, it's an awesome source for that kind of shit. Which is weird yeah, that yeah. I even like that stuff, but I always like going and reading old ancient history stuff yeah. on here. I like I like reading about time travel. There you go, because that 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 exists. Um, let's move on to this uh, uh, 20th century list. So here's how they list it, and we'll just kind of go through these. They start in 1981. And they move all the way up in this, what they call the 20th century listing up to 99. So the 80s and the 90s, basically. Um, they have Tempest here. I will agree with this. I love Tempest. I do have a question for you, Scott. Yeah. As definitely a fan of, you know, older games and classic games and all that. You even have a show about it. Right, I do. You're absolutely right. Um, Keep talking. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, he took his headphones off. He's not going <laughs> to answer this question at all. Um, do you think Tempest being the first game on here is a good choice? Like, um, I, I, I kind of feel like there's stuff prior to Tempest that could be on here. Well, there's this. Okay. So you could say Pac-Man, which is not on this list, came out the same year. You could say Pac-Man has the bigger impact. And I would agree with you. It's a bigger, more mainstream, more, more sequels, more, uh, reissues more whatever more public consciousness than tempest by far but i think as far as it as far as like artistry is concerned you know pac-man is a burger king and this is like let's go to the louvre and see a painting if we're if we're to make some sort of real world comparison i guess i should have made another food comparison so it's like pac-man is to big macs and and mcdonald's and, and burger king this is like I don't know, five guys, burgers and fries, just like a step up in terms of its, its artistic uh, qualities. Again, those are super like all over the place. Who, who thinks what about what about art is not nothing new. So right. one person's art is another person's smear on the wall. But, but um, I think I, I think I like that this one's here with this context and that a thing okay. like Pac-Man, which came out the same year with bigger influence is not there because we're talking about artistic measure, not, you know, market measure. So, yes, I, I would say that I think I'm okay with it. I have a little – so here's mine. Yeah, yeah this charts. isn't a list of innovative games, you know, as well. Like, we can right. look at it just as, like, an experience. Yeah, right. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to not make this about what's not on the list. Although, I'm going to say that Tetris not being on this list is a problem. But Tetris not being what? on this list is a problem. I agree with yeah, you. Like, But we're going to have that problem, like, across the board. Because there's going to be some game somewhere, like, Joust should be on here, and it isn't. But that's because I love Joust and I'm super biased toward Joust and I don't right. know that. I think it's know. the universally heralded, right? Like some some people will be like, Pac-Man's garbage. And some people are like, Pac-Man was a really important game. And yeah. they're mm -hmm. probably right. But it's like, you know, like you said, Burger King. Yeah. Like these but are games that are like, that are apparently, my understanding are like chef's kiss. Everyone's like, oh, mwah, mwah. oh we yeah. love it. We love it. Like lots of people. Yeah. You know, universally. I would like to say this, the references, which are basically the footnotes that, tell you all the you know all their sources and sourcings this has one of the biggest one of those i've ever seen 201 citations separate citations with multiple citations per citation so they at least went through the trouble to try to say let's quantify what what the majority would call the artistic delivery of a game in 1981 those that sourcing down there is good to see 
because yeah. that means they're doing their homework. Um, all right. Let me move on to the next one because <laughs> he's going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take a long time. Yeah. 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 Uh, Super It'll Mario. It'll go a lot faster. I think next one. Yeah. We yeah. Super Mario that. Brothers feels like it's, we can all agree on that. It, it's, yeah. it's who, who crucial. Had, who, who, who was game? Who, 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 who was gaming? Oh, <laughs> turned into an L. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was Ooh. gaming at the time of Mario Brothers release in North America didn't play Mario. Like, Nobody. You played some games, but everyone played Mario. Like, you got it in your veins. I, if you played games and somehow missed Mario, even trying it and knowing about it, like, yeah. at yeah. that time, it it is interesting though because this is not Mario's or this isn't Mario Brothers, which came before it, and this isn't uh, Donkey Kong, which had Mario in it. Although he was called Jumpman, like none of his predecessor stuff is listed here. But Super Mario Brothers and the concept of a scrolling adventure. Just just abstractly think about what that game is, especially yeah, at the time it, it came. changed the world. changed everything. It, it did, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any denying that one. That one is, no. that one's up there. Although now we've skipped over 1984, so this is where I'm going to insert. I think objectively Tetris should be on this list. I'm yeah. not even the biggest fan of Tetris. It should be on this list. I love Tetris, and I don't know why it's not on this list. Tetris captured the world, like the, the idea of a popular puzzle game. Absolutely. And it's yeah. so pure and still abstract, works today. Abstract and fun. Right. And if it you, has consistently done it over and over, over again. It's and not over. like it did yeah. it once in 1984 and that was it. It's done it uh, when it dominated as the like biggest handheld game in the world when the Game Boy came out, all the way up to just a few years ago when nobody would shut up about Tetris Effect. Yeah, including me, still, me too. That game was insane. I played that last night on my Series X. That's a beautiful game. <laughs> so, it's amazing. Know. And yeah. the, the question also in the chat, good question, Torek, is it artistic though? Yes. Decisions are made about how to execute on what it is. Oh, there's a there is a there's a purity to 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 yeah. mechanic and oh my gosh, I, Tetris is a Tetris should be on this list regardless of it. I don't know why it's not on this list. It's stupid that it's not on this list. I mean, yeah, sure, you I could say it's a bunch of shapes fitting to each other. There's an elegance to that working and then making you go, I want to keep going and then I want to clear these lines and I want to do it again. Yeah, it's the execution. It's the whole package. Right. It's not you know. It's the game overall as the experience and. It's the universality of its acclaim. No one was like, someone might be like, I guess I hate Tetris. I guess maybe there's that crowd of party poopers. It's like shapes. Just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like shapes, maybe that's man. why it's not on the list. Cause there's some people that look at it, you know, if it doesn't look like uh, Far Cry or something like that, you know, it's like, why? Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know. Tetris yeah. Effect is one of the most beautiful artistic representations of any video game, let alone Tetris. If no one's, if you guys haven't played that, it's on Game Pass. The multiplayer in there is really fun. Uh, the single player is like Zen mode. It's amazing. What an amazing game. <laughs> I like Kentucky Fried Computer's comment. That game rules good on drugs. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet it is. Got a, got a Steam review right here in the middle of the core. That's yeah. a freebie. <laughs> it's also very good in VR. It's an amazing game in VR. But it's, uh, all right. So I don't know why that's not on here. I totally agree with John on that. Um, I think we all agree. All right. So uh, the next Bros. one is uh, okay. Another World. I'm going to go I didn't ahead and know what this was. Yeah. I'm going to give this a I thumbs up. I remember out of this world very distinctly. And I remember it's fall. It's spiritual follow-up called, ah, shit. Flashback. You guys remember flashback? I do remember flashback. That's 
Yeah. Same I dudes, I think. Uh, let's see. I, 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 I I'm not sure. Flashback, but out of this world, I definitely remember playing. Yeah, they're very similar. But this, this, the the concept here is: Do we have the kind of tone and world building and and aesthetic to a lot of games that we have without a game like that? It was like a weird, crazy movie on like an old. I think my, I saw it on an Amiga or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. My yeah. friends, you know, it's just like. I'm like, whoa, look yeah. at the graphics in this game. It's cool. Holy cow. I, it, I mean, all I didn't know what this game was, and it's always the initial reaction when you don't know what it is to go, well, should it be on there? But the description, also known as Out of This World, this cinematic platform about a human scientist struggling to survive in an alien world was praised for its rotoscoped animations, unique atmosphere, visual storytelling. It was admitted to the Museum of Modern Art in 2013. Mm-hmm. It was highly influential inspiring Fumito Uida I hope I said that right to create Ico another game considered artistic that's a big bunch of praise yeah for a game I didn't know existed so this made me immediately want to try it I think you're you were just in a just below that age bracket thing yeah where you would have appreciated it just a couple of years later in a way that that I think a lot of us did but yeah, it's a rad, it's a very cool game and I remember playing versions of that all the way up to like a uh, She's a Windows version I played, I think. Uh, I think they released it on there's a Switch version, apparently. Yeah, it's like a remastered Switch thing. Same with um, Flashback. Flashback is very similar. I freaking love Flashback. But Flashback owes everything to another world. Um, those really great early... Um, who's a little fart and alien? <sighs> who's the... Oh, Oddworld? Odd, yes, the Oddworld games mm. owe everything to that another world in Flashback. And that's like that, those are those games. Oh, I love those games. All right, Mist, 1993's Mist. I don't. Yeah. I don't Talked think a lot I can. about Mist even on this show. There's yeah, Mist, mystical comedy. Can't, can't deny that one. Love Mist. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, Mist has this dual problem though. It was so popular that it annoyed me because it felt too mainstream. After a while, I was like, okay, we get it. Everyone loves Mist, but I think in retrospect, <laughs> it's easier for me to see it for what it was, and it was groundbreaking. Like, it's utterly groundbreaking. You could argue that digital media. And games don't even have a good starting point until mist happens. And then you start to see what that, you know, that leg of digital was going to look like and, and how games would use, you know, CDs and, and digital media to move forward and stuff. And it's not all that different today. Like, I think mist is huge, gigantic. Uh, Doom's on here. I think Doom deserves to be on here. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Because you don't go, oh, the art of doom. Uh, it doesn't immediately read it, but yeah, a hundred percent. I like the way it's that written. game created an amazing atmosphere with very little. Like that was the first time I played. Well, that's not true. I was terrified and missed because I didn't know there weren't bad guys in it. Yeah, but I so I was scared playing Miss, but I had no reason to be. Yeah, no, but just nobody told me that nothing was going to jump out and eat me at some point, and that was a foreign concept to me at the time. Doom, I knew there were enemies, and that's so that's the first game where. Uh, correctly, I felt dread playing a video. Oh yeah, game. same, same. That game scared the shit out of me the first Walk time I played the room it. Walk all the lights go out. Yeah, <laughs> like this could happen in video games. What? It's intense, man. Um, I like the the describer here about why it's considered an artistic achievement. A violent first-person shooter whose transgressive thrills make it, according to the Guardian Games editor Keith Stewart, quote, natural heir to the splatterhouse cinema of the pre-digital era. It's a pretty fartsy way of saying it, but I think it I think it deserves that position. I think, I think that it. description is exactly why the um reboot of Doom 
I don't remember the year, but you know when they brought it back most recently, uh, was so good. It leaned Doom into that exactly. Yeah, I agree. They they brought it back to that original thing, and that was so smart. Like I, I not that I I respect three for a bunch of reasons, but three was attempting to be Resident Evil time game, and they they'd forgotten <laughs> where they came from. 2016 Doom like remembered, like Petridge Farm levels. Or pe- Pepperidge, not Petridge. I always said Pepperidge. Uh, or Petridge. Anyway, moving on. Cosmology of Kyoto. No this idea what this one, is. No idea. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Roger Mac- Ebert said it was good, so. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's <laughs> what got, I'm getting from He this. got in there on it. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I'm, like, I can't, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I watched some video. I can't. This looks oh, no. like the kind of game where you have to gonna have to make some heads or tails of it. One thing that jumped out at me from the page was that Mexican filmmaker Guimero del Toro mentioned Cosmology of Kyoto as one of his favorite games. Oh, okay. interesting. Along with uh, Gadget and Galaga. Gadget and Gadget. I don't know what Gadget is. Well, Gadget, Invention, Travel, and Adventure. I don't know. I don't know what that is. The whole game title, yeah. The whole game title is Gadget, Invention, Travel, and Adventure, Asteroids, and Galaga. Came out in 93 in Japan, uh, 95 in the U.S., North America. I do not remember this at all, but it was an adventure game, visual novel type thing. Um, Open world, which was kind of, everyone wants to be the, you know, the game that created open world games. Sounds like this might be it, according to this description. Who knows? Um, all right. After that, we got Chrono Trigger. John, you want to, you want to die on that hill? You like Chrono Trigger? Uh, Yeah, it's, it, it is a phenomenal game to this day. Still plays, looks, sounds beautiful. Everything about that game is still good. You can pick it up and play it. And, um, it's, it's incredible. It's, I mean, I'm playing through Final Fantasy VI right now, and I, I think that might also belong on this list. Um, it's truly amazing that both of those existed around the same time on the same platform uh, with what they're doing as far as story and all of that. I think Chrono Trigger um, personally uh, is a little bit more like an all-contained package. Like it told, not especially looking back, not an insanely complex story, but the concept of time travel, the things you do in the past impact the things you do in the future. Um, you know, whether you love the art style or not, Akira Toriyama's art um, in a square game was a huge deal because at that time he'd only really been doing stuff for uh, the Dragon Quest series. And, you know, from soundtrack to gameplay to art, everything about that game is just perfectly executed. Yeah, it's probably deserves its spot here, especially for that that genre. In some ways, it's genre defining, even though Final Fantasy came before it. Uh, let's see. Yoshi's Island is on here. I'm going to go ahead and thumbs up this one. I think it is. Um, it took platformers to new levels of mechanics and beauty. And I know that game is loved by a lot of people, but I also think people who don't haven't played it just go, what a Yoshi game. Really? Is that a big deal? It's, if you look at the review list, it's like tens and nines, like from the publication. Oh, it's amazing. It's like, yeah. And it's on the switch. It's part of their uh, thing. So there's no reason people shouldn't play it these days. If you have a switch and you have the online thing, it's a, it's a, it's really holds up as a, as a current game today. Um, it's, it's a tricky one though, because there's tons and tons of platformers in the wake of something like super Mario brothers. But this one did seem to take things to a new level. And technically it was a sequel, 
even though even this lists it just as Yoshi's yeah. Island. It was it's Super Mario World Two. Super uh, Mario World One was the was the Super NES, yeah. You know, launch Mario, and it was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I played that a ton. Yeah, it was great. But I sort of understand understanding the rules of this category. It's like it's, you know, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good fun game, but does it go to that edge of artistry? Right? The only I mean, downside you get screenshots. And yeah, you can tell. the only downside is that game features the worst sound effect in video game history, and it's what? when. <laughs> not that one it's oh yeah that's it it's when mario gets popped off the back of your dude and has a counter going and he's screaming it sucks yeah. oh it yeah. sucks yeah it's so bad but it keeps you from not having him fall off a lot because you really don't want to hear that sound ever again <laughs> yeah so it actually works i suppose uh this one i will 100 agree with super mario 64 in 1996 uh changed changed once again mario changes everything 3d platformers didn't exist as a genre nobody had gotten this close to it it just seemed impossible in the 3d realm like how's this even going to work that game defined it to this day it defines it it's still mind-blowing the sheer amount of effort and real estate in the game and the quality of the art at the time like it was mind-blowing i got an nostalgic for that game yeah. For for this era, I mean, do you remember when there's so much hype because the N64 controller looks so weird and everybody was like, what does it feel like? What is it? What is it going to play? You saw it for so long. And then they put the demos in stores and everybody wanted to go to the store to try the demo to finally touch the controller and see the games. And it was so funny to watch people try and play that game when it first came out because it was so unlike anything anybody had played before Mm -hmm. that you would watch people on the demo and person after person would just Mario would just be running arms out into a wall like in a or in a circle and people couldn't get out of the circle Mm -hmm. because they couldn't get their head around it because it was like revolutionary. Like it's the same way people get dizzy in VR, although like people can't help that but yeah, like some of them. it's that same like growing pain sort of thing of like a new technology of people just literally couldn't understand it at first but then spent the time with it and it just turned into this amazing game that controlled and played and was absolutely wonderful yeah, yeah. and all the enemies like everything is so animated and just in that sort of space and honestly i don't know why a game hasn't done that since then but the only game to feature a full blown Mario face that you can mess around with. <laughs> oh, and like the opening intro. screen. Yeah. Like, why can't we do that in other <laughs> games? Like, why is it like when I play, um, I don't know, name a game. Anyhow, when I play uh, Forbidden West, why can't I <laughs> have, uh, can I have Aloy's face where I can pull it around? Like, <laughs> uh, don't worry, a bunch of dude bros on the internet will figure out ways to make her face look weird. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, you're right. It was. It was like they were thinking way ahead, even to the point like they're like, oh, this is new. This 3D thing's new. What like if we're let- really showing off yeah. with that face? Let, what if we let people yank his mustache around? Why not? And they put it in. They don't do that in their new ones. And you could easily do that in Odyssey or something. And those games it's are amazing. Good. Odyssey's my second favorite Mario game ever made in 3D, 3D Mario Like games. that was a meeting somewhere. They're like, what can we do to make this game awesome? It's like, what if we put his face in and we can play with yeah. Like, yeah. Like think about how like cracked out or whatever they must have been, like how much amphetamine, you know, whatever, whatever they were on. And they're like, yeah. you know, it's a good idea. Let's blow up his face real big and make it so we can pull it around. Dude, they're on Kids mushrooms. They're on mushrooms. That's how it works in yeah, Mario games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do more of that. I mean, Zelda or something, like make it so you can tailor Zelda's clothes or Link's clothes. 
Well, another funny thing that's that's machine. that's interesting here is Zelda not on this era's list. Uh, no. I think that's a shame. I also think yeah, the next one, the next one I'm going to read is uh, belongs here, but it belongs here in tandem with another game, and I'll get to that in a second. So the other one, they, the next one they have in here is 1997's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, Konami may, uh, de- developed and published on the PlayStation, uh, considered a uh, cl- cult classic. Although it says JRPG here, I don't think that's actually correct. It had RPG elements, which was also a bit revolutionary at the time. It had leveling up and equipping yeah, items and all of that. That's true. I don't know. I don't know if I would call it a JRPG if, as my classification, but that's also because it kind of created a genre off this game. Like now, it, whether you like the name or not, people call things a Metroidvania kind of on the back of games like this, because this is not what Castlevania games were like mm-hmm. prior to this game coming out. That's so right. This changed it, it kind of single-handedly created this genre that we would now ascribe to it instead of JRPG, which doesn't fit it very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a testament to how good it is. Um, I think this game deserves all the praise in the world for its soundtrack and for how it looks. But like isn't it annoying that game is so good. Metroid should be sitting in the seat right next to it. Like I think it's a universal acclaim. I just don't think Metroid's for everyone. I, and I think there's no retrospective on this stuff as well. Yeah, I guess. Super Metroid at launch might not have looked like, like if you could come back, if you didn't, if you just entered the world of gaming today, but we're still doing it chronologically, but knew that Metroid was a, the name of an entire genre. Yeah. You know, like it would change your, your, your bias would be somehow affected on that. I don't yeah. think Super Metroid was like a mind blowing game. Oh, I think um, it, that game changed my like, whole. It was good, but you know, I could. I mean, you'd have to see what the reviews were for it, but they probably weren't as high as some of these other games. Super though. Metroid, I think that thing was like universally. Uh, most lists I look at think it's the best game of the entire that entire generation. That's like usually yeah, what people say about I don't Metroid. Know. It's hard to say. Like, there's definitely games that are missing. Again, when you're talking about art, like yeah. this isn't the best games that came out each year. In fact, there's even some where it doubles up. The next one on the list came out the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know that games is art, which is such a subjective thing to begin with. Super Metroid's a very good game. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, I can see as people viewing it as more of an artistic game. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Or I've Super been, Metroid just might be a really good game, but yeah, not but it, heralded as great art. The fact, know? the fact that it—it's um, a, it's a, it's a fluty conversation. Really. No, you're right. You're right. It's easy for me to get caught up in the like the 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 feeling and the and the world building and the sensibilities around Metroid are my. I prefer that over almost anything. I just love everything about being alone in space and having to do shit and figure it out. Yeah, the, th- the thing the thing we're trying to focus on here, if it just helps us, because we'll do this again next week, is not to be like what's missing from this list, but it's just of the games picked here. You know, does it affirm like an oh yeah, everybody yeah. was talking about this, everyone just recognizes yeah. this, whether later, you know, like it's just it's it's the it's cultural revel- uh, relevance, I think, and the similarity of everyone's feeling when they play it, right? Like some people play game and get like two different feelings about it but everyone you know likes mario brothers super mario brothers you know or ever ever um yoshi's island evoked a feeling of interesting artistic expression you know what i mean i think yeah. it's more that so yeah i agree yeah because Met- super metroid should be on a list of best games ever of course oh, of course but, but you're but you're right it's kind of the pac-man problem you're, you're totally right 
Um, okay, Final Fantasy, another Final Fantasy on here. Final Fantasy, or I guess it's the first one. What am I saying? Another one. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of Chrono I, Trigger. I, yeah, I'm thinking of Chrono Trigger. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. You guys would agree, right? I've never finished yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I, I think it belongs on here. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but I think you know this one being on here it makes sense to me because as and I'm getting over it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake certainly gave a big push in the getting over it, but I'm like you, Scott, with Mist, where it was that it was that game that everybody liked, so I hated it. Yeah, like. I don't I want to like it because eight was the first one I played on PlayStation. I got a a PlayStation when I finally got one. It came with Final Fantasy eight. So that was literally the game that I first played on my own PlayStation. So I have all these fond memories for eight. I think eight's wonderful, but all people talk about is seven and that's all they won't shut up about. So it it bothered me and I decided I hated it before really giving it a fair (laughs) shot. But even at the height of my disdain for Final Fantasy seven, that intro, that music that plays yeah. as it intercuts between Aerith uh, walking around and the train and the soundtrack, and then when it expands out and you see that city and the main theme hits, even when I hated that game, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. It's amazing. This game, this game is so inspired. Like It's so inspiring when you play it. Even the re- in the remake somehow managed to actually capture that feeling. Um, and that game just, I remember I played so many hours and so much time with the vistas and the music and the scale of the story and just the weirdness The you know, you're an eco terrorist, I guess in this like game, that's your class, like, like just not classic fantasy stuff. There's some just of it so much there. stuff was inspired, like lots of mushrooms for this one. When you hear this song, this this bit here, yeah. I mean, what does that do for you guys? Do you both get boners or what? Well, I mean, it's, it's iconic. It's <laughs> iconic. It's iconic, but it's not the best of. It's not the best of what Final Fantasy music has to offer. Either. Right, I don't that's kind of the like, simplistic oh crystal theme. It's yes. there in a lot of the games, but it's not it's, uh, by any it, means the. Like G- Genova, those who fight hard, like the entire Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, like just grab another one mako reactor is amazing yeah. like the, the the sound like arguably in my opinion the final fantasy 7 soundtrack is the best soundtrack in, in gaming period like of all time like I had to listen to one album you only get one album for the rest of your life what is it it's probably final fantasy 7 soundtrack well it it's yeah. it's good well, that's great. Um, I anyway, should listen to it it's more. It's great art. I should play <laughs> yeah. that. It is great art. I really need to play the new one. It's I have a PS5 now. It's on there. I should just get it. You play it, man. It's so good. It's so good. It might you'll be the be crying, best thing I get. And you'll be dressing up like a, a Tifa and Aerith. To anyways, it's great. All right, I'm gonna get a big cloud, big fat cloud sword. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, um, even that right. sword, as much as we make fun of it, is so iconic. Like I can't, I. I can't even when I want to be mad at Final Fantasy seven, I can't be mad about it because the the skinny little spiky blonde haired boy spinning around that sword that's as wide and long as his body. I'm yeah. just like, so cool. Yeah. And that Barrett's got his like machine gun arm. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's pretty I, good. I hate that. I like it in spite of itself. Like it's it's undeniable. Well, we will no longer deny it and move down this list to Grim Fandango 1998. This was on PC. Uh, they describe it as an adventure game which combines elements of film noir and aspects of Aztec mythology. I played it on a really shitty PC back then, and it felt it kind of ran like garbage. 
Um, this is before I upgraded for Half-Life reasons. And um, so I can't really speak to this one, but I know that it's beloved. People love the Grim Fandango. I played a ton of LucasArts uh, games. I love adventure games. I always have. Um, but I was like, it kind of felt like growing up, you were either a LucasArts adventure game person or you were a Sierra adventure game person. And I played a ton of King's Quest growing up. Mm. So I played a lot more of the Sierra games. And then as I got older, I started playing um, like uh, Monkey Island. And I love mm. the Monkey Island games. I yeah. think they are phenomenal. Um, in fact, my D&D character is named after a character in the Monkey Island games. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I just I, I love that whole thing. Oddly enough, Grim Fandango considered one of the best ones they ever made. I never played. Never played it. So I no. can't I can't really speak to Grim Fandango, but I know it's beloved. And considering how much I love some of the other stuff they put out, uh, you know, I should get around to doing it. The good the the remaster of that is on Game Pass and supposed to be a real good a real good uh, but you know attempt at making it modern. I I probably should check it out. Maybe you will too. Who knows? These artistic Man, so games that got to be played. Jack. Getting my nostalgia in the chat with a poison a snake. Like, oh man, adventure games are so good. I like them too. <laughs> so good. I'm a fan. I like that stuff. Grim Fandango, Bo, was that a deal for you? Uh, I didn't know. I didn't play it, but I was aware of it. Yeah. And I was always aware it was a well regarded game even during that time. People were really into it. Here's one I tried the other day, uh, weirdly enough Panzer Dragoon Saga for the Sega Saturn. I'm right now kind of obsessed with certain Saturn games. I don't know why. I had a Saturn. I really enjoyed it. It was not going to be the console to beat, but there was weird stuff on it, and it did 2D really well and 3D super janky, but it, was, it wasn't it was sure what it wanted to be, especially here in the States. It was a big success over in, in Japan, but um, Panzer Dragoon was definitely not what you were used to if you were used to like flying and shooting stuff. It was pretty nifty. Um, and it's in the end. There's a Smithsonian exhibit in this thing. Part of the Amer- the Smithsonian American Art Museum has a has a whole thing about this game. So, it's, you know, there it is. Did you guys play it? No. no? I never. I think I that. played Panzer Dragoon Orta. I think that's the only one I've ever played. PlayStation, right? They put that out later? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was a re-release of it. That was those weird days when you started to see Sega stuff show up on the competing consoles, and you're like, oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> Goodbye, Dreamcast. Um, let's see. Xenogears is on here. Japanese role-playing game. Uh, this came out in 98. I don't think... Well, there are three games in 98. Um, I don't think I know anything about Xenogears, to be honest. No, it's another one of the ones I missed. It's one of the ones that a lot of people have been saying I have to play ever since I got on this kick of playing all the Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure I will at some point. Uh, Xenogears 2 was my old boss at uh, a video game store I used to work at. Uh, mm. Used to recommend it to me all the time. and I just never got around to playing it. Is the sequel considered as good or better than the than the first one? Is this one of those where you're like, no, I'll play the first one, screw the second one? Honestly, I don't know. I, mm. I don't know which one's considered better. Let's see. There's a bunch of these now. Wow. All right. Why am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of Guilty Gear. Whenever there's Gears, <laughs> I think of Guilty Metal Gear. Metal Gears. Yeah, Metal Guilty Gear. Gears, gears of War. Gears. Yeah, Xeno Gear. All the Gears. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on. We got two more. Planescape Torment, nineteen ninety nine. Hundred percent agree with this one. Black Isle Studios was the uh, the maker. Uh, they call it the cult classic role playing video game. Praise at the time for detailed writing, defined characters, unique setting, and the use of death to progress the story. Um, 
the guys who are now making uh, Larian making um, Baldur's Gate three claim that this game was a huge was a, was a huge impact on them when they were building those original sin games. And I believe it because there was stuff in that game where shit on the floor would get would be a problem. And I wasn't used to that. So it'd be like, oh, there's oil. What is that? Ah, it's on fire. Like, you know, it caused, <laughs> caused issues. And I remember being blown away by that game. It's really I cool. Also, I, I, I watched a critique of, for so di- I haven't played this game. Mm. I'm interested to play it for the specific reason that apparently uh, Disco Elysium is very much like it, which is really weird. Oh, that is weird. Like, I could see that, CRPGs, though. They're both RPGs, but yeah. and they're both, you know, characters who don't remember their past and it's very story based more so than other. Yeah. Yeah. So and you're, I'm really interested in actually trying it. Spells course, could kill you. Like if you cast something bad poorly, you, you were going to die. It was a real dangerous game. It felt like, um, and it was seemed beautiful at the time. It's kind of ugly now, but well, you know, what isn't that long ago, but it's, it's a hell of a thing. Um, I mean, I it's, it's takes place in Sigil. It's, uh, that's where we played D and D. Yeah. Yeah, right. We we've been to the place where this game is, is set. Yeah, is kind of. There was more esports in your version than on Planescape Torment, but yeah. well, you know, I took some liberties. Sorry, I, M sports. I think they were, <laughs> and they do. I agree. All right, then finally, Vib Ribbon on the PlayStation. This is a very unusual entry, I think, because I think it was kind of a throwaway idea. Um, it's kind of a rhythm game. Uses like a vector graphics art style. This is considered to be a, a big deal. I remember it was free or something, though. Like, came with the some demo disc or something like that. It was some weird deal. Never played it. Always fascinated by it. I don't know. I didn't play it until it got re-released not too long ago. Then yeah. I did play it. What'd you think and of it, it? it? It was a rhythm game. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of its place on this list probably is uh, place and time. Um, it's, it was fine. Like, uh, I didn't hate playing it or anything. I'm not trying to say it's bad, but, um, I think I had a good time with it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know how that this game would have hit back in 1999 as opposed to when I played it, you know, many years later. The guy known for doing it, uh, is what's his name? Messiah Matsura. And you'd know him from, let's see, Parappa the Rapper. Uh, oh, punch shit. kick all it's all in the mind that guy well see that's the thing and and it's uh yeah parappa the rappa is one of the ones that i would have been like and i think that was 96 mm-hmm. so i i would have expected parappa to be on here over vib ribbon honestly it came before yeah yeah i don't know again artistic things happening maybe it's the vector graphics <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, there you I go. Mean, it was used as a video game exhibit at the Museum of Modern Art. I think a lot of this is is it's a combination of things. I'm not sure, but you know. Yeah. Well, I would definitely say any game that you guys are going to suggest should be on this list. Mm-hmm. I'd probably like 100 percent chance I don't disagree with it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, because like, it's so it's a little vague, but it just has to do with I think it's exhibition as art as well a little bit like whether it's used as an example of video gaming in art and also highly acclaimed well again really hard to quantify what that is not a list by gamers for gamers because this list looks way different but yeah it's still important to understand 
for even people you might say are non-gamers or tangentially game, how this also affects, you know, the culture or our culture at a larger scale. I agree. Next week, we're going to dump, jump into the 2000 to 2005 era and uh, there'll be some surprises in there and a few that are probably you guys are already deciding are in there because chances yeah. are they are. So we'll talk I agree about with Torek though. Torek said surprises for me, no Diablo, Zelda or Pokemon. I think there would have been merit to all of those. Especially yeah. Pokemon, which is still on fire today. Um, yeah. like, Again, I, not popular, successful, or good gameplay. Right. Gerald it has mean, great like, art. It's it hard. got banned at my school. That's pretty oh, <laughs> like I, that's a quality for a lot of art these days. Yeah, rebellious. It's a it got a rebellious <laughs> gorillas thing where your school bans it. Yeah. Pokemon was forbidden at our school. Was we weren't allowed for to bring symbolism, or was it banned? No, it was banned because were trades were inciting violence. Yeah, listen to this lady. Back to Pokemon Go. Her, she just <laughs> bitching about it, <laughs> just bitching, and they still bitch about it, even though it's you know all these years what, later. What was so. one of those other games you mentioned? Because like Zelda will come later in the list, so we do have a Zelda. We do get a Zelda. We mention. get a Lots Zelda like a in Zelda there. Zelda. I think um, uh, you know, Sean mentioned something though. Uh, the, the Torek said uh, Diablo, Zelda, or Pokemon. Yeah, Diablo. Like, I want to show Diablo. Yeah, it's it's not in here. There's no, yeah, I don't think there are any Blizzard games in here. No. Wait. Not even World of Warcraft. Is WoW not in here? Nope. Again, art. Not art. popularity, success, gameplay, awesomeness. You name it, not those things you're thinking of. It's what's widely heralded as art by also non-gamers. You know, there's a recognition factor. Art, in, art in, in, in and of itself, not... Is like a game like Wow, full of artists artistic making art. artifacts. Right, like right. they're basically, do they qualify as really good examples of video games for a museum? Yeah, I feel like right. we've landed on the age-old debate, and now we're having it. And now it's we're not having an age-old it. debate. <laughs> video I, games art. <laughs> I'm just saying it's fun to look at the list. We're not going to debate. Yeah. Yeah, like, nah, we can know, if I you agree. want, but I really don't think we feel like I, you no. know, just being like, well, listen, all games are art, and everyone working. It's like we we know that already here on Core. You guys all know games. There are many games that are good that people outside the space don't understand because they're not. Yeah, they don't play games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people who still think of them as toys. More of maybe a mainstream artistic list, so we can we can definitely give it shit. But yeah, I still think it's interesting to see what those things are because there's a lot of cool games on the list. I agree. We'll look at no more of those next week. That was awesome. All right, time for us to do a quick Dear Martha review. That's where John uh, regales us with a letter sent back from the front about a uh, game that somebody played on Steam uh, quite often. And today's one of those days. John, anything special here? Just good old-fashioned? No, just regular, regular business. Here we go. Enjoy this review for Detroit Become Human. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Detroit Become Human. Martha, just to let you know, I probably have refunded this game when you are reading this. So there might be some tag on this review. Any single player game that need you to agree to a privacy policy is a bad game. Also, I hate company when they wrote policy like this. Seven, changes of the privacy policy. We reserve the right to change the privacy policy in effect and encourage you to review it regularly. Your use of the services after Quantic Dream has modified this privacy policy means that you accept these changes. I understand that most companies do this nowadays, but who the FK will read policies regularly? 
except for lawyer may be why can't you send me notification when you update your contract with us not to mention the amount of information they said they are gonna collect but either way if you accept those terms good for you i will pass just like many other mobile game on the market yours in this life and the next yeah <laughs> I didn't expect my favorite part to be your pronunciation of that guy's hard to pronounce name. That's great. I really enjoyed That's that. That's a funny ass review. It's like one of my favorite ones. It's really good. It's like yeah. All obsessive of the privacy policy. <laughs> but he can barely write the language. Can he even like, can he like any game? They all have TOCs or terms of service rather, TOSs. Like, what yeah, are you going to do? Pass on them like mobile game. I like, like mobile, mobile game. game. <laughs> yep. Just like mobile game. <laughs> I will pass on hate, hate company and pass on mobile game. All right. Uh, well done, as always. Now this. We played this week. Uh, I'll rip through them because I haven't done much new. Elden Ring still. I'm not much further. How far are you? Not very far. I haven't beat the first boss yet. And you are not caught up in the hype whatsoever. I am not. And I'm trying to not care about the hype. So that's not hard. Being the first boss doesn't mean you haven't played a lot. I think I didn't beat the first <laughs> boss till 30 hours. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I haven't played. Yeah. I haven't even come close to playing 30 hours yet. So I'm, I'm still picking off small bobs, learning how some of the harder ones behave losing money and being pissed coming back later trying again i still think that game is very cool and i'm just to kind of take my time with it i'm not in any kind of rush um but but it's cool it's a cool game so quit saying by the way slow the hose on all the emails saying scott trying to convince me why i'm gonna i'm playing it i'm playing it i've got it i'm good i mean keep sending emails but you don't have to tell me how wrong I am about it. I like the game. I'm just bad at it, and I will continue to improve. Yeah, it's not a race. People are caught up in the hype a little bit, so it's just like, oh my god, I beat it. I played it, and it's great. Yeah, yes, I'm trying to do that less. Trying to do that less. The game exists forever. That's right, at least for the (laughs) next foreseeable. And it's an insanely long game. Every time I get to a new area, I'm like, all right, well, I got to the final area, and then I look at the map, and I'm like, nope. awful lot of clouds over in that area over there, right? I don't know if I've seen everything yet. It's insane. It's yeah. insanely big. I'm trying to be less bandwagony about how fast I have to play something because yeah, it never play. works for me. Enjoy I, it. Savor yeah. it. I just want to enjoy it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm also doing that with Forbidden West, which I played more of this week than Elden Ring, partly because my wife wanted to sit down and watch how that story plays out. Very rare. She doesn't care about that stuff normally, but she really likes the story in Forbidden West. So we've been working on that, doing cool stuff with Aloy. Uh, some badass battle sequ- sequences in that game that are that make the make the world seem insanely big. Um, that's a really cool game. I'm very excited for the day, whenever that day is, that you guys get to get your hands on that because it's a it's a rad game. It's Story's been real exclusive. good. Maybe I should play the first one since it's, I have a sweet PC to play it. On. It's PS5 exclusive for now, but you know this will come to PC, and the first one is on PC and looks beautiful on PC. You should play that. In seven yeah, actually, years, Bo. There's. Two interesting. Oh, I'm going to wait for sales probably, but God of War and uh, yeah. Oh and, yeah. And yeah, you, you need to get that. God of War when I've never played a sale. God of War game. Oh my lord! Well, all you need to know is Kratos kills gods. Yeah, he's very angry. But what That's you really sad. need to know is that game pivoted so elegantly and so perfectly. It should be on that list. I haven't looked ahead, but it should be on this list for most artistic achievements. Because yeah. there's more going on there than fancy graphics and stuff. They they took what was definitely French fries 
and good fries, by the way. They were all those old Kratos games, so much fun, but it's just hack and slash, button mash, mm-hmm. good time. They went from that and pivoted, took and somehow included all of that old stuff and made it fresh and and I don't even know how to explain it. That game's a miracle. That Just new. pretend Kratos is the Doom Slayer when you play the new game, and you pretty much understand what they're doing with the character. Except instead of demons, he killed Greek gods. Yeah. Plus, you like, hey, Bo, Ooh. you like uh, you like Stargate, right? You're a fan? Yeah. Uh, Did you watch that? I thought you were the I'm big right. Stargate I watched, guy. I, I definitely watched the original film. I never really watched the TV show. Oh, the TV though, show's so. the best. But anyway, the TV show's... Probably not a gatehead. There's got this uh, character in there named Tilk, played by Christopher... Shit. Christopher, Christopher, weird. Not Christopher, Christopher shit. Shit. old name. Uh, Hi guys, uh, yes, I'd like I to appear in your video game. My Judge Christopher, Christopher Judge. Shit. That's it. He plays the voice of T- or of uh, Kratos in the new game and this upcoming one, and he's so good. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm in. I mean, I haven't bought it yet, but I feel in. You should play <laughs> I feel, it. I feel in. And the will, P- the PC I will port. Wait for a sale. It's wish li- I'm wishlisting it now. PC port is more than just a up res 4K PlayStation. I've heard good port. things about both Horizon yeah. and. Oh, is Final Fantasy VII available? I guess I have to get it on Epic. Eh? Yeah, you have to get it on Epic. Epic, but it is there. It is there. Yeah, I almost grabbed it yeah, there, and then when the PS5 came in, I went, you know what? I'll probably do it there. I think I'll download Epic. I, I mean, computer maybe can handle it a little better. I'll be less. Grumpy. Oh hell yeah, you can. <laughs> I'll be less grumpy. You'll be less grumpy. I can run two stores. <laughs> Mo's going to come back next week. He's going to be like, I got some free stuff on Epic. Yeah. I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> I got all these new games. Everyone's like, why did I listen to this show? Some guy with a 50, some idiot with a 15-year-old computer complaining about technology. <laughs> no, there's something There's something really rock and roll about your computer. I don't know what it was, but I always admired what you were able to squeeze out of it. I, I, still, I still am. I'm still impressed. And I look forward to being impressed with what this thing does in 10 years. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Core Bose Computer. Might get an upgrade this year. Like, it'll be great. <laughs> but can you imagine ten years from now, I'm still on this system? Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. So, no. I, if there's a few reasons. One, I built a builder case, so I can swap parts. Well, yeah. so easy. Like, I, my mind's on like. He's already saving up for the next part upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You're a modular yeah. dude now. Like even it. on this that other system, but I was just because I didn't build it, I didn't just get all that involved. But I'm like, and yeah, chat room's cracking me up. I love Chris Shit's IMDb portrait. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> is there a Chris you Shit? A, there is no Chris play Mario shit. in the Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, there's no is Chris Shit. Is there a person no. with the last name of Shit no. in, the, in the universe? No. Don't say no like you know. You don't know. <laughs> he didn't. You don't. Actually, I don't know. You know what? You're right. <laughs> he said no while I saw his hands go down and type on a keyboard. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I found a guy. The first guy that came up for me was Chris Ship with a P. Um, let's see if anyone... With last name shit. Yeah, anyone with last <laughs> Scott's name Scott's getting shit. put on a Google list. Shit family history. Oh, look at this. Uh, shit name meeting. Historically, surnames involved. Way people in groups. Let's see. People also ask, is there anyone named Pooh? Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Google, for letting me know about that. Is anyone last name's fart? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone named butt? Yeah. How yeah. many people are named poop in the US? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the surname is the seven millionth most commonly occurring surname throughout the world, born by approximately one in one billion people. Hey, people are called poop. 
Uh, name. Let's see. I feel like for Googling this, Scott, you're going to just start getting it's a bunch who, of... a Chinese like, name. Yeah. What does the name P mean? <laughs> how, how common is the name Hugh? Yeah. Uh, who who named... Man, Hugh just got really thrown Who out, named Poo Poo? <laughs> <laughs> what is the capital city of Poop? Yeah, what is uh, the capital is city of Poop? Francisco. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, because there's so much poop in the streets. It's so funny. San Francisco has a lot of poo in the streets. They always complain about that. I feel like you've just been put on a list, Scott. You're going to start seeing ads for toys. Mm. And uh, I think they now think you're a 10-year-old Googling. They probably do. And same with both. He was sitting in his room. And all those Google, like other people ask, sound like kids got on their parents' computer for the first time and Mm. were like, who named Poo Poo? <laughs> it just immediately just started typing what they thought was the funniest thing into into Google. That's amazing. No, no, but Ancestry.ca is like get access to shit family records, shit family history, shit name meaning. Like, oh, some shit what does it mean? I would be curious if does it mean what it sounds like it means. What is it? <laughs> what did your shit ancestors do for a living? <laughs> It's because it's such a descriptor now. We don't think of it in the way they used to think of it. What is the average shit lifespan? <laughs> you know what's really yeah, funny? Is browse profiles of historical people with the shit last name, and the first one is anus shit, 1905 <laughs> to unknown. What? We don't want to know how he died, do we? We don't yeah, want to know. I'm pretty sure something's up at Ancestry.ca. I found Look at top... this guy smell my shit. Yeah, he's... there's no way that's real. <laughs> top 10 worst last names is pretty funny because here it goes. Bieber, Hitler, Hooker, Seaman, Boner, Crapper, Trump, Woodcock, <laughs> Dick, <laughs> McUgly, Gay. Did they just <laughs> McUgly. Yeah, McUgly. McUgly one? Did they just stick him in here just to be mean or just to be yeah. whatever? Yeah. I mean, not that I disagree, yeah. but you know what I mean? Kardashians in here. Okay, now I see where they're going. All right. Let's yeah. kill yeah. this. But I agree well, with you. You don't you like you don't want to be um, you know, Samuel Trump, right? Like during the Trump era, right? Probably you don't, because people are gonna be like, "Oh, you look." I don't want to be anyone famous during any of that era. I don't want to. If I'm like, I'm Bo Kardashian, they'd be like, "Oh, so you got a big butt or something?" Yeah, or whatever it is they're known for. I don't want to. I always complain about how simple and normal my name is because it's stupid normal. But then there are times where I'm like, Scott Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a life are you having? That would suck. But but, well, it'd be more like um, if my name was like Scott Peterson. Right around the time the dude Scott Peterson killed his wife and buried her body in the back of the car or whatever he did, right? Like right, that yeah. was a famous I mean, case here. So, uh, so IT yeah. crowd make a joke. There's a guy named Peter File. Peter File. Yeah. yeah. Is there a Peter File in the airport? Peter shut, File. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it was, a fun, it was an IT crowd. It wasn't. I mean, I think there might be a Peter File uh, <laughs> out there. Yeah, I think there <laughs> like might a be a guy some. named Peter File. There might be a few Peter um, Files out there. Yeah, yeah. A few I mean, I off. get it with my last name. It's happened in two waves. It used to be everybody would ask me, hey, any relation to Mick? Which is fine. I don't mind that people ask me that. I do mind the face they make when they ask because everybody thinks they're the first person who asked me that. And yeah. that's the part I don't like because everybody does this. You see the look on their face and they go, uh, John Jagger. <laughs> hey, <laughs> any relation to Mick? You know and what? That's the part that's the that's the part I don't like. Yeah, 
I was just, but, that's funny you bring that up because we're sitting here talking about this. It's not even occurring to me your last name causing this for you until you just said that. Well, like, and now the new one uh, is, hey, you got the moves like Jagger. Yeah. Huh? Well, huh? You got to moves move like Jagger. Like you know yeah. the song? The yeah. only reason I know that moves like Jagger, John yeah. Jagger. I thought the yeah. song lyrics were, I've got to move my jacket. I really did for a long time. <laughs> got to move my jacket. Got to move my jacket or whatever. Yeah. Like gotta move my jacket. Yeah. And I thought that's what it said until I met John and we started talking and we had the whole conversation about Jagger and Mick and this and do people bug you about it? And then I heard that song again and went, oh, moves like, oh, like Mick. Ja- oh, and it hit me. I feel like a yeah. dipshit about that. Still feel stupid yeah. about it. <laughs> anyone, anyone make the Jagoff thing to you, ja- John Jagger? John Jagoff. No. I think John Jagger I've, more like John Jagoff. Yeah, you know Jagoff. I, mean? I think yeah. I've thought of it a couple times because I, you know, everybody during Halloween, everybody starts trying to change their name into something spooky, and I'm like, what can I do with my name? I start trying to come up with things, and I go Jagoff. And uh, <laughs> uh, and it made me Halloween oh, themed. I okay. think I made it my license plate in uh, Forza. No, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you spend your Halloween. Yeah. Like, but you know, traditionally, yeah. no. Yeah. I'm the serial killer, Joe Jagoff. Because when <laughs> I kill Jagoff. people, they say, "What a Jagoff!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like being a Tomer um, or something. But yeah, like- nobody's ever said it to me. The, I've only ever had positive things about my name. I do like my last name. I'll That's put cool. up with the occasional. Do you have moves like Jagger? Or, you know, any relation to Mick? You get a pass. Jagger right? is a cool, yeah, like, but a cool sounding last name. Mean kids will pass. come up with anything anyway. It was Scotty Potty, and and then Johnson's like a penis. Her 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 her. He's a Johnson. Like oh, yeah. no matter what I'm you both. do. Yeah, you're Bo Boner. Yeah. The worst I, well, I had people I got who literally was... called me Boner, and I just let it ride because I knew fighting it was, you know. Yeah, it's worked. useless. I like, it's I when I was boner, a kid, yeah. my first name actually got uh, made fun of more than my last because people would go, John, like a toilet. I'd be like, no, it's <laughs> differently, dumbass. John's Are you happy? Are you probably pretty happy, though? That's to... that's fallen out of the popular culture. No one says John anymore for toilets. So Yeah, but it's still spelled differently. Like, you know, oh, yeah. we're in school. Get an education. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, are you listening to Mrs. Phipps while she teaches the class? That was my teacher's yeah. name, was Mrs. Phipps. Yeah, I agree. John is a toilet name. If oh, you spell wait. It with an H. God, are you the son of a... Toilet? <laughs> no, you know, but I got that joke all the you're time. John's son, you're the, you're the son of toilet. And sometimes it got stupid. Like, are you Scotty Brand tissues? <laughs> oh, you're hilarious! Oh, jeez, oh, I got that all the time. Scotty potty, Scotty Brand things, Scotty. Oh, what was uh, what was the other one? New. I got called Noodle all the time. Noodle. I think it's because I was really skinny when I was younger. Like, if you were a drummer, that'd be a great nickname, though. Noodle. Like noodle, if you were like, if you're the weird guy in a clique and you're the guy called noodles, like that's kind of okay. It's not bad. Yeah, I didn't get made fun of very much in school because I apparently, without knowing it, applied prison rules to uh, school life. And the first time somebody made fun of me at school, I beat the crap out of them and got that, sent that'll to do principal's it. office. Oh, and that wow. was the end. <laughs> and then the the worst I ever got was, uh, I know this will sound crazy now, but I had uh, very soft and lots of hair. Mm. And uh, the girls used to abduct me, and oh. I was always told don't hit girls. So I had to just let them, and they would just they would just kidnap me, they rub just your grab hair. me because I was very short, yeah. and so they would just grab me, and they're like, he's like a doll, and they just rub my head, <laughs> and uh, I'd have to spend recess with all the girls rubbing my head. Amazing, yeah. 
and it's and a that little... was the worst and i hate it like that's, so that's what like a badger it. blast is that's a badger blast <laughs> <laughs> now i know where you got the badger blast yeah you gotta, it's cool you need to run up to somebody rub their head real fast and go badger <laughs> blast yeah i, love I it. still think that's probably why i don't have any hair i think people just rubbed it all off maybe yeah. It was a very common thing. People would be like, I need luck. And they'd rub my head because I had very soft hair. I for, had a lot of it. For me, I uh, there was some picking on early in like junior high. And then I got really tall all of a sudden. My height kicked in and I became 6'3", like in no time. Everyone stopped bugging me. That was it. T- height was all it took. It's We're weird creatures, we humans. We see something bigger than us and we just go, ooh, even though I was still kind of a puss. It didn't matter. Nobody picked on me anymore. Yeah, I was the opposite. I was like the mean Chihuahua. I was like, ugh. Yeah, he's like a little, like a little Wolverine, man. He'll just bite you. He's <laughs> just the worst. He's awful. Send you spinning down the hallway and kill yeah. people on the way. Uh, well, anyway, Elden Ring's pretty good. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I forgot what we were doing. That's no, I don't know what I was doing. Oh, I was going to mention this. So next week's Play Retro is all about the Metroid series from the beginning to, to Dread and everything in between and all that. And uh, we're as a result, I'm I'm kind of dipping my toe into a bunch of Metroid likes. Specifically, I never gave Axiom Verge the time I think it deserves. And after playing about three hours of that game, that game's great. Like one of the coolest soundtracks I've ever heard. It is very true to what the those old Metroid games were about and like. But it's got its own things to do and say though. Um. But the structure of it is very familiar. If you played that, that game is rad. I, I it's 2015, so it's been a while. And the new one just came out last year, and Ooh. I want to play two. But I, I now that I'm in one, I'm going to finish it first. It's a really, really awesome game, and it's very Super Metroid influenced, like no doubt. Um, so I've been playing that, and then a bunch of bits and bobs, like uh, you know, like I said, some, some mostly retro stuff in bed, and played a little more um of that. Uh, cowboy uh, Bomberman ripoff game I found. I really like it. So I played a bunch more of that. Oh, and, Bomb Slinger. Uh, yeah, Bomb Slinger's great. I really like it. Uh, John, all Elden Ring all the time, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm really just incredibly hooked on that game. Uh, I got a sword that is just... So I was running around with a katana and I felt like a copycat of bow because um, that was what he was using. And mm. I kept going into a stream being like, oh, check out this cool weapon, check out this cool weapon. And then I finally got a katana myself, and I was like, oh, this weapon's pretty good. Um, I do like it. Great. So I was running around with it for a while, and then I found a bigger katana, like one that's basically Sifiroth's katana. So now I just use that. So now I feel like I'm one-upping bow, and that makes me feel better about myself too. It's a Sephiroth katana? Yeah, it's insanely mm. long, but it swings at the same speed as the regular one. So it takes all the stats of the smaller one and gives you an insane reach with it. And uh, it makes it awesome. So I, I put a lot of time into upgrading that thing and making it exactly the weapon I want it to be with the, the special move uh, attached to it that I want. And I am just killing stuff in that game right now mm. uh i feel way more powerful than i should i feel way too big for my britches my wife came in and distracted me for a second she walked in and just said hi and i went oh hi and i turned around and i was dead mm. like that's the kind of stuff that's going on right now but i'm still just like one swing cutting things down i feel i feel good in that game i just got to the fourth area yeah. and uh 
It's neat. That game's so, so good. I, I cannot believe how hooked I am on this. I thought I was going to like it and ultimately drop off of it the same way I kind of did with Dark Souls, where I love Dark Souls. I have nothing but nice things to say about it, but I never finished it because eventually I was just like, eh, I'm, you know, I give up. I'm done. I'm going to go do something else with my time. And this just continues to be the only thing I want to play. So uh, I'm, I'm loving it. And uh, other than that, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VI. I talked a little bit about that. Uh, that game's dark. That game is insanely dark. I wasn't ready for how dark that game gets mm. and is. Mm. Um, in fact, it is downright depressing at times. And uh, it's good. <laughs> it's, very, it's very, very good. Turns out I like that. But, you know, when I played through Final Fantasy IV, everybody was like, oh, this is the first one where they really go all in on story. And that was true. And when I got to the end of it, I I remember thinking, like, if I had played this at the time, I would have been blown away by the story in this game. But playing it now as an adult in retrospect, I didn't think the story was that great. Mm. I thought it was, you know, better than what I had played in the previous ones, but still not super great. And I was kind of worried that same thing was going to happen to six because, you know, you don't have voice acting and you're kind of limited on space with text. So you try to cram a lot in a very little amount of, of space. Uh, but that is not the case. Six is compelling. Yeah, even, you know, with all the limitations of the SNES, it's got a really good script and a very serious and dark world where, you know, it can be funny and it can be light at times, but it is not afraid to get into some really crazy emotional um, places. So uh, that game deserves all the praise it gets. Well, I got that pixel remaster at some point. I, I do want to crack into it and try it. Everyone tells me six is their favorite. All the seven talk people are like, no, six is where it's at, baby. Uh, Bo, you are playing Doom Eternal again, not just to test out your PC, but you've probably been reminded how amazing that game is. Well, I haven't played the DLCs yet, so I'm like, oh man, let me buy the... I've got content for this thing. I forget how fun it is. That game is like... game is just so good. It just makes me feel good. (laughs) I love that you can say that about Doom It's so action-paced. It's so just... Yeah. Pretty and... And now you're running it on max everything. No slowing yeah, down. Yeah, like RTX Max, everything looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. I love playing it. I love playing that game. That's yeah. It it's distills a lot of what I like about game: high action, lots of sound and gory bits. And um, are you yeah. playing? Are you playing anything? Or are you playing the actual DLC now? Or are you just playing through the main game again? No, I've never played it before. I haven't even bought it. I just te- I was testing out the RTX, for, but then as I tested it out, I'm like, this game is amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to play again. It's been a while. It, the game is so good. Yeah, I need I mean, to get back to it. It's just, and they have that, you know, horde. Mo- I don't know. I just, there's something about the loop in this game that just, I keep wanting to shoot, kill, maim. There's always like, it's just, it's what action should be. First person action. Like, I, I just feel like more, I wish more games were this gamey i think mm. you know like enough with the realistic shooters give me just good smooth shooting and fun fun bells and whistles and and, and yeah every time and, i see the every time moves. i see the map in the game it reminds me this game has something in common or or at least i feel when i see it I, it feels a little bit like metroid prime to me um and i think it's because there's like 
kind of an open world and it, by open I, mean, I just mean it's big and expansive and you you open a new area and now it's all revealed and yeah, you're like oh you I mean, you unlock um armor upgrades yeah i just i think where it sort of fails is they don't have the me- like uh, one of the important things about those type of games is the labyrinth i would mm-hmm. say even metroid dread didn't do the labyrinth as good as it could have yeah that, was um, one of that would be like criticisms. one of his shortcomings. Yeah. Um, we're like, I feel, you know, uh, Elden Ring is a little bit labyrinthian in a way that those games sort of failed to be. And like Doom definitely, it has all the, that you could easily bring it to a Metroid. Like you, you, a sequel could be a Metroidvania. Like mm-hmm. they have to make the maps more of like a, you go down the wrong corner and face a boss because it's the wrong direction you went in, for example. Right. Like it needs to be a maze and not a, this thing is pretty linear and on rails. Yeah. It's got cool little jumping puzzles and all that, but, but it's, it's mostly that, that rhythm an excuse of, to go from arena to arena. Yeah. The rhythm of the fighting is still thing. the draw, right? Like just that when you start yeah. hitting that rhythm, there's nothing quite like it. Yeah. Um, make you want to play. Uh-huh. So that's really good. Yeah. Uh, so again, like John, I, I want to play buying the computer derailed Elden Ring for me, but before getting the computer, all I wanted to do was play Elden Ring. Yeah. So I don't have much to say other than to assure John I've switched off of Katana. Oh, you um, did? What'd you switch to? Battlehammer. Um, so I went into this dungeon in Liurina, Liurina of the Lakes that was full. Part of the way to go had these big belly guys. You know the, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like there's one in Stormvale, but there's this dungeon that has like four of them in the basement. And it doesn't really give you a hint that they're that hard because I was like killing shit with the Katana. And I'm like... The katana, the one drawback of the katana, I don't think it staggers very well. I'm also haven't no. been able to defeat one of the knights. I can't remember, like the like harmony knight or something knight in the. Oh, jail. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, the katana's doing nothing to stun, stagger, or anything. So I'm like, I gotta like add some tools to my repertoire. So I, the so I was fighting these guys anyways, and and I'm like, let me try the hammer. So I actually went and leveled on Storm Giants for two levels just to get the requisite strength to be able to one-wield it with as I need the shield because those guys hit like a truck too. And um, it made a difference. <laughs> and it turns yeah. out even though the hammer is quite slow, um, you time it right, uh, you get some stagger. They kind of bulk over and they go, ooh. And they, I'm just like, this is way better than the katana. I like the katana for the bleed effect and you get lots of burst damage. But for the enemies it doesn't work on, it doesn't work on. Like it's – yeah. You know, so armored. The or the tough way I countered that was I had a <laughs> uh, one of the ashes I have is called the uh, Horfrost Stomp, and <laughs> it's basically a conal. You step on the ground and it shoots out a cone of ice from you, yeah. and that does m- mild stagger. And then after a second, the ice explodes, and that does like moderate stagger. And so I can use that to stagger some enemies. It doesn't work on everything, but it also does an insane amount of damage. Um, So I kind of, uh, yeah. So I kind of uh, use that to kind of keep a distance and, you know, do some, some kind of poke damage. Cause a cone is nice. Like even on things that roll to dodge, you'll catch them in the corner of a cone. Um, And then when they get up close, use the actual combat and damage of the Katana to, to really hit them. And the nice thing is, is because I went, you know, primarily decks. Uh, and then later I respect to where I was putting a lot of points in intelligence, the ice, the bleed and the kind of great length quality of the Katana means it's strength decks and int. 
and those are all stats I'm really, really good at. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of upped the damage for everything um, and really gelled well for my play style. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have any int. I've got 10. I have strength decks, HP, and endurance, and I've got 10s and everything. Anything magic-related, I've got 10s in, basically. Yeah. The, the, cool, the cool thing is once you beat the second boss, you unlock the ability. If you find an item and it's a rare item to uh respec your character oh you can i was going to ask you if you can respec in this game yeah you so you have to find an item and there is a limited number of these items i think although maybe there's a merchant that will sell you them um but you bring them to this person and she will basically allow you to completely re-edit your character appearance wise if you want and also respec where basically they give you as many levels as you have put in to reallocate however you want. And uh, it'll show you what you had. So if you are like, you know, I just want to trade off decks for strength or something like that. You can Mm -hmm. see exactly what you had in all the other ones and uh, just reallocate your points. I've done that a couple times trying to get what I was wondering when that was going to turn up because I, I had heard a hint of respecting at some point, but I wasn't sure how late into the game it was. So, hmm. um, I had no yeah, idea. That's interesting. That I, I don't know that I'd if I respect it. Probably just maybe take some int. It's like some of the weapons I get; they're so cool, but they like oh, fourteen int, fifteen faith, or what? And I'm like, yeah, okay. faith it looks like has a melee been a weapon, real okay. problem. Like it feels like everything is a faith weapon if it's cool. Like yeah. you know, oh, you got a winged scythe, and it looks like angel wings on a stick, and I'm like, that looks neat. Needs faith. Oh, you got a cool fist weapon where just one giant claw comes out of your hand. That's a faith weapon. It's mm. like, man, what is? Yeah, this? I got that dragon's claw from from the first boss. You get that from Godric. Yeah, you could turn in the thingamajiggy for an axe or a fist. I got the fist. Cause I'm like, oh, it's another fist, and then it's like you need faith, and I'm like, oh. Here's a <laughs> another fun little tip as you go through bosses. So that memento that you can turn into an item and they give you a choice of items. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen the it looks like a giant walking turtle with a oh, church the, the on walking its back. mausoleum. Yeah, yeah. I've already I've already I have both the at- Godric axe and yeah, the, so yeah, yeah if you knock those down, you can duplicate the, the yeah. gift if you want to take both items. So yeah. I imagine those walking mausoleums are uh, limited as well. Yes, I've only ever seen three, so I don't know what that means. (laughs) But I've only ever seen three. All right. There's probably another ten, and they're all going to kill you and eat you. So watch for that. Elden Ring is quite good, and I also played a bit of Tarnished uh, Grail, and I'm hoping to get back to playing that a little bit because that game is... Tarnished Grail's good, man. They've been updating it, too. Um yeah, there's new enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, there seems to be new shit in there. I'm almost like, should I start over? I kind of don't want to. I'm already on difficulty three, but yeah. Um, I saw new enemies, and the UI seems crisper. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game's running better for me, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, that game's it's it's. I don't know why you hear a lot about other ones, like even Grifflands, Monster Train, Slay the Spire. I, I just never hear people go like Tainted Grail. I'm like Tainted Grail's. Fun. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's, if anything, it's um, if if there are people who like Elden Ring, the 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 aesthetic of Elden Ring, they'd probably really like yeah, that. It's like a, it's Diablo ish, uh, Elden Ring ish, like mm-hmm. Grim Dark. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Game. It's a really cool. And it's game. not like a complicated. It's not a weird one. Like if you're mm-hmm. not into the way Grifflands does things, or Monster Train is weird, and that they're going up floors. Like it's just. 
one-on-one combat or one-on-many combat, but it's strictly dungeon crawling style combat where the mechanics on a lot of them are fun, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Have you seen the speed run of, by the way, the, the one hour speed run of Elden Ring? Where they, no, but just because I, I don't want to be spoiled. But yeah, yeah, same. But I imagine it's like Skyrim. Like someone beat Skyrim in two hours. Open worlds, right? Like mm-hmm. the main quest line. Usually, there's a pretty quick line to go from start a game to end game because it's. Oh, but an hour? It just that seems insanity. Well, to me. There, there's definitely exploits involved. I'm sure yeah. in that as well. You know, I assume like, so. Right, they'd have to so, be. So there's a few things. Like I got teleported to what seemed like some really crazy place. There's, there's these um, traps. Mm-hmm. Like you open a chest and it's like, oh, it's a teleporter trap. And you're like, okay, and it teleported me to this place with these giant beings. And I'm like, right, I guess I'm <laughs> <Yep>. leaving. <laughs> I'm like, I can't really fight them, and I can fast travel out of here. So let's go. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, apparently, I picked the right. Um, according to the speedrunner, the class or the the class to start with. And the weapon to start with, although it changes up later on in that hour <laughs> that he played it, but it's the samurai and the katana is supposed to be like your your quickest way to I, I, like yeah, if there's an easy mode in the game, I pick the right class to have it be slightly easier, I guess. Oh, I mean, I don't think they pick it because it's easy mode. They likely picked it because of a specific advantage it gave on stats, like because they all have different starting stats. So mm-hmm. whatever the plan was, it's probably more based on that than anything else. Yeah. Just been maxing, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. You'll be like, oh, it must be the best class. And then you'll try to do what they do, and it'll take you 100 hours. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> Katana can be made to get be it, pretty but... good. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So when I upgrade an existing weapon, oh, no, I'm thinking, never mind. I'm thinking of Forbidden West. They have this rune system that I, that's totally unrelated. I, I, when I'm playing two games at once, I'm mixing up the systems. I got to oh. stop doing that. That's stupid. <laughs> Um, all right. That's it for games we played. We do have an, a mashup this week. Uh, Jamie's been working on a bunch of these and it turns out he's got like three queued up <laughs> and they're all uh, meant to be excellent, including this one, which we chose today based on the name. It's called a uh, cow puncher. I think I know what the story is. I think I do too. Yeah. I think I remember the cow punching story. But I have not played this yet. So. It was definitely Scott. That was definitely from Scott. I think so. So we'll find out now as we listen and enjoy this mashup from Jamie. Here you go. I swear by the sun and the moon and the stars I'll be there I'll be there I also found yeah. a guy, another player in the game the other day named Creamy Armpit. That was fun. Oh, I saw your video Good. about Creamy Armpit. Good. Yeah, that was Creamy Armpit. What kind of cream do you suppose? Uh, I'm thinking like cream of From chicken. Ash? No, like chicken. Like chicken? Yeah, like the mm. soup, you know, like the base soup that comes yeah. out in a big solid piece, like a cylinder. Yeah. Mm. Is the cream applied or is it sweated out through the pores? Oh, it's, uh, it's excreted through the pores. Mm. By the way, it's like a Tetris kind of game. Oh. <laughs> and the whole point of it is to get your lady <laughs> naked or something. Uh, like, if people would not buy the these things they would not make them like these are not good games they're always like, anime they're, what's with all the anime what's going on with that why all porny things are anime why can't we i want some i want some hannah barbera porn I, <laughs> where's that art style on Steam? i don't like the ones that make him look sexy and slim i like big bulky ugly you know gnarly metallic look, i don't mind a sexy mech but if you're gonna have one that looks like a tank it needs to feel big and tank like like the the even gelatin or what's that called Evangelatin. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, lock the door. The Evangelitans are outside again. We need a thing for this. What's our theme? Uh, 
Hold on. Ezekiel. No, that's a kid. And my brain is like, oh, fuck. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not Make it. him both say it, even when he isn't. Yeah, that's not it. I can't find anything good. You Google when you want to know how to cook shepherd's pie. Yeah. But you Bing if you want to see a shepherd's pie. <laughs> means though help me Shepherds. I don't either I just said it said right I'm gonna transform like do your transformer sound this is how I used to do it but I know that's bad that's not it I like it no mine would be super spitty like yep you know and that's when I was a kid good. I'd play transformers I'd be like going in is I need that Something like that. I punched a cow in the nose once. I felt bad about it. I'll never do it. Really? Yeah. Was that real? It was a thing this neighbor guy who had a bunch of cows. <laughs> what? He was crying <laughs> by the way and punched the cow. He thought he thought it would it was real funny to like <laughs> he thought, this cow thought he was real cool. <laughs> by the way, I punched a cow in the nose once. It's <laughs> a real weird brag. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. I mean, I remember, I remember the story, but I forgot about how it came out and how you guys were just like, what non sequitur story is this? I, I'm glad to be reminded of that moment because it's just as funny now that you were just like, by the way, I punched a cow once. Yeah, also, I completely forgot about your Hanna-Barbera porn. That made me laugh real hard again. So that was good. Yeah, well, you know, we, we don't have enough representation for that art style in Hentai. I think it exists, though, in fan art, I'll bet you. I'm pretty sure you can find it. Yeah. If you really want it. Yeah, but is it on Steam? That's the question. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. If I, I wonder th- if they get litigious about that. Do they see it? Yeah. Who knows? I'm going to just quickly do a thing that I shouldn't do. Yep. I'm glad. I, <laughs> Is uh, somebody just trolling the Steam games and be like, like Yogi Bear better not be effing anybody today. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna saying direct rips. I just mean in the style, like original. Right, content. right, right. The look of yeah. the old Hanna Barbera look is a is a unique look for its era. So yeah, right. I get that. Uh, well, well done, Jamie. That was awesome. We got two more lined up that we'll play in future shows. Uh, seems we're we're a fount of inform or uh, content when it comes to his mashups. All right, before we get out of here, a quick email. That's a good question. I got a uh, email here from Damien. Uh, this is the spawn of Satan, Damien. He's Satan's son, offspring. Uh, once again, I'm sure Damien has never heard that. No, never once. You know, uh, in our big list of like Dotty Potty and you got moves like Jagger, yeah. Yeah, you know, Bo Boner I'm sure or Damien has never heard a reference ever in their life to being the son of the devil. Yeah, you've never oh, heard I, it. I got indignant for Damien. We're going to represent the listeners in this case. Well, Damien says this. He has a pretty good uh, thing to say. He says, hello, core team. I love Souls games, and I am a fan of your show. show. So I was very happy to hear that all three of you are enjoying Elden Ring so far. Looking forward to more coverage on it. Listening to episode three or four, I got an impression that your perception major- uh Sorry, the, that in your perception, the majority of Souls community, of the Souls community are the gatekeeper types who look down on anyone who's asking questions or proposing additional difficulty sliders to the game. I believe that is not true. My experience is that a lot of the community is, in fact, very helpful helpful and welcoming. I think it's just that uh, that bad apples thing in the community are somehow louder than the rest of us. Souls-like games, for me, are about self-improvement, and this aspect of the games is also visible in the people who stick with them longer, also in their ability to improve in kindness towards new players. Anyway, I hope your perception of the Souls community changes while you explore the world of Elden Ring. Try finger but hole. <laughs> hmm? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Damien. Uh, well, I would agree with that, at least from my streaming experience. Everyone who's been in there has been very supportive, encouraging, mm-hmm. uh, with helpful tips. And no one's been in there saying, like, apart from the fat rolling thing, <laughs> no one's been like, um, you know, you suck or don't play this. Yeah, or you get good or whatever. I think the worst I've had recently is when I was playing Divinity Original Sin 2. Someone came in and be like, look at you, you old bald guy playing an old game. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're going to die soon or something like that. And I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's intense. Yeah. Uh, that's about the worst I've gotten. Um, you know, Everyone's definitely very supportive as far as I can tell. Yeah, even the one, the little video I put up on YouTube, I got one guy who said... Okay, Grandpa. Like that's how he starts it. I just want to put yeah. the word out to people that I can't take you guys seriously if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. It's kind of like walking up to somebody who's ugly and going, "All right, ugly. Here's why you're wrong." Like you just can't start that way. Plus, age yeah. ageism. It's stupid. You're you're that kid, whoever he is, saying this. The guy that called you old man bald on the stream, whatever. They are aging at the same rate we are. We're yeah. all yeah, yeah. aging They're at the kids. same rate. They don't get it. They don't yeah, get it. You think you're going to live forever. It's a kid. Yeah. It's like, a kid or it's, or it's Kyle's dad who's just being funny and having a good time. All right. <laughs> Kyle's dad. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Kalinsky. Oh. Or Kalinsky. <laughs> From Kyle South Ferguson. Park, not Kyle Ferguson. Okay, yeah. All right. You you see that? You know the storyline, right? I don't know it's anything just a bit about of fun it. going on the internet trolling people, and he's he's a rabbi. No, I didn't yeah. know is he this rabbi was a thing. or no. He, this is all news to me. He's, he's Jewish, and he's very in South Park. Kyle's dad. Oh, Kyle's like cartoon Kyle's dad. Yes, in so- South Park. Kozlowski or whatever his name is. Kozlowski, not Kulinski. Who's Kyle Kulinski? Yeah, that's I what was throwing I don't know, but he's feeling called out right now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But anyways, Kyle's, there's a whole storyline. Kyle's dad from South Park is like super respected community member, but goes online and calls, you know, harasses women and, and trolls and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I remember that one. And he's now. like, this yeah. is a bit of fun. <laughs> What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it might've been one of those. It might be, a, so, you know, a 40 year old man who's just like, I'm just having a bit of fun calling a guy bald and old and saying, Hey grandpa. Yeah. My guess though. I mean, plus you are a grandpa. Like at this oh, point, me, yeah. he's just stating no, that's True. fact when they say it to me because I've got, right. I do have a little three year old grandson who uh, you know officially in, in 2019, even though I was still in my 40s, made made me a grandfather, and yeah. I've and I love that little guy to the end of the world and back. So I don't care. I'm all out of shits <laughs> anyway. It doesn't matter. I really am out of shits. They're all gone. People can say whatever they want. I really don't care anymore. I don't know why anybody tries to pick on anyone who's had kids, honestly. I feel like the level of caring that I I had prior to having a kid Mm -hmm. versus post was a dramatic shift. Like, I go out now in sweatpants that have holes in the crotch. I don't give a shit. Who cares? Like, when that baby was up at 2 in the morning screaming his head off and I had had 30 minutes of sleep, I was walking around this house in boxer shorts and the window could have been wide open and I wouldn't have cared. doesn't matter. Like, nothing hardens you to not caring about the perception of others more than having a kid. You're just like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, whatever. Plus I the, really don't care. Plus I have kid. a human being that depends on me yeah. to live. Yeah. I've got bigger problems than anything you can throw my way right now, buddy. Yeah. Plus, you'd like the kid more than you're ever going to like them. So, yeah. screw yeah. them. Screw them. Who cares? It's a bunch of, bunch of whiners for no reason. Speaking of which, if you want to be a whiner on YouTube, I have been putting up YouTube videos uh, called Frog Pants Television, which are usually about games. Not always, but most of the time. 
Today I made up a bunch of fake rides that are ne- definitely not coming to Super Nintendo Land when they come here in Hollywood next year. Um, other times it's been about Elden Ring. I had a little thing about Elden Ring and people and their whole get good attitude. Uh, that got a lot of views. Uh, I learned something about that. When you do things that are controversial, you get a lot of views. Anyway, then the other thing was, uh, I forgot the other one. Oh, what's the weird mysterious IP that supposedly Sony bought in the dead of night and won't tell anyone about uh, from Konami? And uh, anyway, if you want to see my dumb head talking about stuff like that, it's up at uh, youtube.com slash Scott Johnson, if you want to. Are you doing proper YouTube thumbnails Oh, 100%. White white rings around everything. uh, often big white headlines that sort of, you know, rah, like really tell what's going on. And then today, like I did the Mario one and, or the Nintendo land one, and it's my head just popping out of a, um, uh, a Mario pipe, like a, a yeah. warp pipe. Yeah. So I so. did one, I just shared it. I, cause I just did my first, uh, first one and it was a joy. It was an absolute joy to go full no. YouTube on it. You have to, um, here's why, here's why face. you have to do it. You did a good face. You have to do it because if if your goal is to improve your numbers, you have to swallow it and do it because it isn't that big a deal. You're not actually breaking any kind of moral values by doing it. It sucks because everybody does it, but it, the truth is it translates to more views, and I don't actually know why. I don't get the psychology of it, but it works. So I do because my wife will come into the room and talk to me, and I'll have YouTube up, and she'll go, who said what? Mm. I'll go, what are you talking about? And she'll point at the screen, and it'll it'll just be big red letters with like a stroke filter applied to the sides, you know, making it stand out more. And I'll just say, you never believe what they said. Yeah, it works. And like that, that's it. And she immediately needs to know. Yeah. Plus you have okay. that can on your head thing. You should use that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I really should lean into it. You should probably use that for some of your photos. Yeah. I do actually. Yeah. Can you send that to me? I can right now. Save me having to make it again. <laughs> Would it be hilarious if that can ended up making him a multi-million viewed channel? That'll be like, amazing. Wouldn't what it? is Canhead saying? Yep. <laughs> Yeah. All Can I head. want, honestly. Oh, oh, you did the baby <laughs> yeah, too. The baby oh my too. gosh. Okay. Yeah. This is the best day ever. Yeah. Um. And I for, didn't know you did and, the baby. And for, <laughs> no, for, I'm so happy. And for no reason, Bernie Sanders in a chair. <laughs> no, that's great because I'll put my head or the baby's head on the Bernie Sanders body, yeah. and it'll be complete. It's, yeah. It's like you bought a kit from like an art kit. An the, art the chat wants to see the baby one. Right, um, I don't on blame here. them. You can show them the baby one. All I hope is that if the can head becomes a thing mm. i just want a sponsorship from mountain <laughs> really dew well. yeah. yeah it does it really does it works, really works better than you'd think uh there you go uh, yeah. i just want mountain dew to sponsor me and not have to pay for their products anymore yeah that would that would actually be a big net win for yeah me, talk so. you get your own your own baja blast permanent supply just rolling in all the time yeah, yeah. Jagger oh blast. that would be Jagger so nice blast. they send me Jagger all the blast. new flavors i don't have to go hunt them down at like whatever store they decided to make that's what those girls were doing to john they were giving him the jagger blast when he was a kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. jagger blast and that's you hate people it. say oh john jagger I mean moves like jagger you'd be like no jagger no, blast. jagger blast you had one the jagger blast yeah. thank you very much yeah, yeah. Ew, gross. Uh, um, all right. Hey, that's it for the show. <laughs> We've done it all. And here's how we did it. We did it because you guys are really, really uh, helpful and awesome. And you per- uh, participate in our Patreon. If you haven't done it yet, I'm telling you, there are many reasons to do it. Here are just a few. Commercial-free episodes of the show every damn week. So if a commercial runs for the public, you never even hear it. You'll never even know about it. Uh, also, free bonus content every single episode. We do pre-show and put it out there as a separate file on the feed. Uh, so you get that no matter what, no matter what you do. 
Lots of other reasons to do it. Imagine throwing a buck our way. That's nothing. While you're over there getting me a computer after 18 years. Yes. Yes. Look at what look what your good work can do. Uh, So keep doing it. Core show over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash core show to be exact. We would love it if you did. Send us your feedback and thoughts to talk to the core at gmail.com, just like Damien, son of Satan, did. And uh, we're on Twitter, CorePod, John <laughs> underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. Hey, let's roll around and do some words of wisdom. John, what do you got to say before we leave? Anything? I like that this file of my son with a can on his head, you've named John's son. <laughs> the only like indication, like... This is John's son. Yeah. You can see he has a can here's, upon his yeah, head. Here's John's son. <laughs> this, is, this is the only quality. <laughs> yeah, who made it? Who made the can? John Scott Johnson made a John's son image. Uh-huh. See? And me with a can on my head is uh, aptly named John with can on head. Yeah, John with can on head. <laughs> Honestly, this is <laughs> it makes it easier for me to find shit on my hard drive. So that's why I do it. Uh all right. Well, that's good. Is that your that's your word of wisdom? Yeah, right that's there? my words of wisdom. Okay. It's just observations about things you sent me. Excellent. Uh, and for anybody that wants to know, the Bernie Sanders file was called Transparent Bernie. <laughs> Transparent Bernie. <laughs> 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 I'm looking at some of these other names, and they're pretty stupid. Anyway, um, well done. Hey, Bo, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, maybe Epic Game Store is not so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. W- word of wisdom. Maybe Epic's not as bad as you all think it is. That's eh, probably but, as bad. Uh, as thing, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Those are my words of wisdom today. And, nice. Uh, next week, I can when getting a Baja blast. I cannot wait to hear what you do next week in terms of like new stuff you tried and hot games you thought forgot about that are like super triple A. You know, it's aesthetically mind blowing. I can't wait to hear about it all. I'm really excited about your computer, man. Stoked. Yeah, I'm stoked as well. Thanks. Really cool. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back with more next week. Until then. Go play Elden Ring, die a lot, and we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, Jesus. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.